Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In a world. Where Carolina Panthers fans... have an insatiable thirst. For Panthers news and opinions. Panther fans unite! My name's Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy. But I think Derek Brown, hey man, he deserves that dab on him. Uh, Dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him. All the same, yeah, 100%. We can just Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him, Shaq. I'm going to put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Only one postgame roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers postgame show. Welcome back to another week of the same the carolina panthers fall again 21 to 18 they could use five quarters to get their offense going they need five plays to get a first down it feels like late in the game and just when you think there's a little bit to build on they can't really turn it into a win the carolina panthers fall to the tampa bay buccaneers today 21 to 18 in the first game without frank wright chris Tabor, interim coach Somewhat competitive game for for overall a good stretch. Unable to stop Mike Evans at all in this game, but the Carolina Panthers were able to run the ball uh, some. Bryce Young had some moments where he looked pretty good. And, uh, man, there was some fireworks as Brian Burns got kicked out of the game. It's the C3 Panthers postgame show brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, and I'm here with Cody Lash to figure it all out. Oh, dude, Tony Dunn. I'm excited right now, man. They had me believing at the very end that we were going to pull out a W. But on third and one, the Carolina Panthers, who were running the football effectively all day, Truba Hubbard went for over 100 rushing yards. They don't feel the need to rush the ball one time for one yard. But the game on the line, your season on the line, Dude, it's all the way terrible. Then on top of that, the the two throws that Bryce Young did made were, that did make were wildly off the mark at the very end. There, dude, um, it's embarrassing, man. I don't know that we expected any different, but this Panther team will find new ways to upset us every single time, man. Uh, as always, we're here to be your uh, your shoulder to cry on, your ears to listen to your pain. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Happy to be back with y'all. The numbers 252-228-5098. While the Carolina Panthers, I think, got their first uh, 100-yard rusher of the season, Chuba Hubbard, 25 attempts, 104 yards, 17-yard long run, and was his longest on the day and two touchdowns. 
And while the defense uh, has kept this game, these teams or this team in games really throughout the season, holding the opponents to 21, they struggled today with the big plays against Mike Evans. Seven catches, 162 yards, a 75-yard bomb at one point, and it turned into a Superman touchdown. CK, we are the Carolina Panthers are now one and eleven. And uh, right now is this somehow are they please say they're mathematically eliminated from the uh, playoffs after today? Uh, They are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, And so not having that on the uh, on the table will make uh, the rest of the season feel that much more pointless, Um, which is also another reason why it makes no sense to continue to leave Bryce out on the field um, in in these, you know, horrible conditions. you know, I just don't think it's doing him any good. He can't progress. He's not going to be able to get better in the conditions that he's dealing with right now. Uh, and and until you've got a coach and a, a, a supporting cast to be able to offer him what he needs to be successful in the NFL, um, I think uh, I think at this point in time, you've got to put uh, Dalton in there in the hopes that uh, one of two things, whether you're a, a Bryce guy, you're hoping that Dalton does does horribly and you can then point back to see even he's having trouble. Uh, but if he does well, you can point to see it was Bryce the whole time uh, if you're a Bryce hater. So um, at the end of the day, uh, it's a win-win for everybody involved to put uh, Dalton in, in, in the lineup, uh, mainly for uh, Bryce's health and his uh, hopefully his sanity. Uh, Mr. Strat says we sound mopey, and I feel mopey, to be honest. Uh, he said, this was the best game of the season. We're going to win two more with Tabor. Crazy how your best game of the season still isn't the one win you had, I guess, yeah. in, in that case, which I don't I don't know. I think the Houston game has to be the game of the season just because it is the, ultimate, the single win. Uh, the Panthers were not uh, entirely. It did not. They didn't look disorganized today under Coach Tabor. What did you guys think about uh, Tabor's debut as a head or as the interim head coach? Well, I really do feel like he took a page out of the Steve Wilkes playbook of last year and really decided that they were going to be more aggressive running the football. Uh, yet again, the defense kept us in this game. Baker Mayfield, like we expected, was not very accurate. Dante Jackson made some plays. Uh, do, uh, even J.C. Horn was benched during the course of this game. Was he? Is that what happened? Yeah, he was benched, and he wasn't injured, wasn't hurt, but J.C. Horn was indeed benched. Um, dude, that one touchdown uh, in the third quarter uh, made by, uh, by Mike Evans, there was just no safety help shaded over in his direction. Um, I mean, overall, the the entire game was like the Panthers could not get out of their own way. We still cannot pass protect for any length of time. But when we were able to run the football, we were able to some stick to sustain some drives. And Tony, I'm telling you, man, you're gonna have to put some respect even more on the name Truba Hubbard, dude. He's the best running back on the team. Uh, I mean, he's been picking up this arguably the best offensive player right now to be yeah, honest he's fighting for extra yards and you know i don't know what exactly uh this you know chris Tabor and his coaching staff were going to do differently passing the ball i mean they have no help on the perimeter uh but they were able to effectively run the football and then let's be real bryce young did not play well 
again today. He had some passes that were on the mark, and he was able to put them, uh, you know, hit a few guys in stride, but they weren't targeting Adam Thielen a lot at all. And especially at the end there, there were some some plays where Bryce had some guys that were open, but he stayed stuck on that first read, and it isn't coming off of him, and he's just not seeing the the, the field well. I'm worried that the longer we leave him out there, the longer we're going to hurt his development down the road. Um, so it was an up and down day, but uh, not a bad day for Tabor overall. I don't feel, I mean, it was competitive most of the day. I think we got to see some good Bryce though, for real. Is that like when he ran to the end zone, was that a touchdown or was that, uh, was that a, uh, two point uh, two, conver- two that was a point. two point conversion, right? Yeah, with the little spin, the spin, and the kind of a little swag, you know, a little drip on that play, and you saw him smile, and and that was probably the first time I've seen him smile and make a football happy play all season in many ways, other than the other good plays being ones of relief. CK is a, uh, I feel like uh, for this team, really it just continues to be a lot of the same right and if we looked at Bryce Young's play I would say the same and that is under duress continuously to the point where even when he's not under duress he's frustrated or he's uh, flustered yeah and it Uh, seems that it has you know it's just like he can't get a rhythm he can't play with any real confidence so there's moments where he does these things but it also is in his head. It really feels like, and not in his head, like as it's fake, but like you could tell that this is challenging for him to overcome. I think it's challenging in a couple of different ways is I do think that he's looking for his receivers to be college open. Um, And I just don't know that he's going to get that again. That is, you know, when you look at Mike Evans today, he's college open, right? To be fair, there are receivers and there is going to be a skill set when you have a good offensive uh, scheme that will have your receivers college open. Ours is we're barely in a, we're barely getting open in the NFL. I know we're saying that he's missing open wide receivers, just like every single quarterback. If they're going through their first read and they see a, a look that they like, they're going to go that way. I'm not even necessarily blaming that. Um, I will say one of the arguments that I had, uh, you know, when you look at the, the, you know, freeze frames and, you see that they're missing, uh, you know, there's there's just no separation. And, you know, I mean, they were harping on it all game long, the commentators. Um, when you look at that and, you know, people are saying you should have thrown it there. I mean, number one, when you look at a lot of those, uh, those games, like they were saying that Mingo and Chark were actually open. In all honesty, they weren't. If you look at that in full speed, those DBs were literally jogging to keep up with these guys. They weren't going full tilt. Um, so you throw it to them. My argument, uh, you know, for uh, to throw it to those guys is let your guys try to get it. It's third and long. You got to throw the ball up and, and just hope that they can get the contested catch. The guy you threw it to on the right side over there was what, 86. Was that Sullivan? He wasn't. He was not uh, open at any point, and throwing it to him was a bad decision. Um, yeah. So I, I think you should have thrown it to the guys who had the best chance throwing it down and and and. It's not those guys were not open. Don't get it wrong. A lot of people are saying they had their routes beat. They did not. When you look at it on the uh, on the actual film in full speed, they were not open. But they were more open than the guy they threw it to. So you throw it that way and let them try to go up and get it. 
I think, well, uh, again, more of the same, right? Really, for me as a fan, seeing the same things and the same tropes, the same strength or the same weaknesses uh, in so many ways, you find this is, again, more the same. The Panthers continuously in third and long positions. One, because they either can't be effective in early downs or they get a penalty that puts them backwards, right? right. And they just don't have the luxury of doing that. More of the same continued just dis- beat, beat up offensive line where the offensive line just looks like they are overpowered and outmatched on 80, 90% of the snaps. More of the same. We're going to go to Twitter and we're going to find a million screenshots. Half of them are going to be ones of people what is Bryce supposed to do? And they'll circle all the wide receivers with the DBs on them, right? It's like, what do you want them to do? And then you will see another set of screenshots that will show open people and him running around trying to save his life or make it, you know, so this, it's just more of the same, the nothing. Did we, you know, what is, I'm just kind of interested at, at what point are we learning more about what we got on, on this team? And if, if anything, I think we should be pleasantly, uh, we shouldn't be happy that Jonathan Mingo finally had his best game. Yeah. Well, Tony, I mean, look, I, I, I go through the comments every time we do a post game show and today you can really see the visible contempt for the way Bryce Young played. There's a lot of people that are upset specifically with his uh, with the last play of the game and the way he threw that ball uh, and just threw it up for grabs. Uh, near Vosh with the $5, says Bryce completed 48% of his passes for 178 yards, zero touchdown, and one interception. He had a few good throws, I guess, but threw uh, a game-losing horrible interception, man. Panther Cal with the $2 says uh, this is – Tepper is why we can't have nice things. And the Paisan says Tommy Cutlets DeVito would have won us this <laughs> game. Tony, I feel like the sentiment now is starting to turn against Bryce. Before, there were a lot of defenders saying, yeah, everything around him is terrible. The O-line is terrible. And, you know, everything is terrible on this team. It is. Not right. And, and when you're 100%, and you know what? Today was the uh, another game where they're literally pausing the game showing the amount of separation that our receivers are getting and pointing it out for the world to see granted, but our quarterback right now uh, is consistently making plays that are of a detriment to this offense, man. I mean, especially that play at the very end. Um, and also the number of balls that he'll put up that it looks like he's just throwing it out of bounds. Like he's not even attempting to drive the ball in the right window. I don't know, man. I feel like right now there's a lot of heat coming for number nine. Uh, yeah, is um, look, is Bryce has? I, I feel like you know when Bryce actually makes his best throws is when he's running forward, like he's running into the throw. You know, it's like he gets some good whip action or something on it when he's moving for, f- forward, directly forward. And almost a run, um, but I saw now. I I don't know if you guys got to peek at any other games today. I had the red zone on, and I saw um, who's the mayonnaise quarterback? 
Levis. Levis. Him and DeAndre getting mad at each other. Yeah, that was weird. DeAndre Hopkins. He's not having, I think DeAndre's saying, what the hell is that ball? It's wild, though. And again, arm strength, arm talent is not any way the the measurement for success alone in the NFL. But Will Levis flicked that ball with his wrist like 60 yards, dude. Just like, dang. I mean, and I don't think you're going to have real moments. I don't think you'll have a moment in your life with Bryce Young as a quarterback. Like, like, damn, what a fucking throw. I mean, maybe it would be just because of precision, timing, and different things. But um, so do you you feel that that there is a continued growth in – discomfort with Bryce Young as a as as the quarterback in the selection for the Panthers future yeah I mean in the chat room and on Twitter man a lot of people that have been Bryce defenders are coming down on him hard in a game like today uh my thing is though where has this been it's not like Bryce has played any better earlier before and now you're expecting after you fire a head coach that now all of a sudden Bryce and this team are gonna look better no, this is why me and CK have been calling for Bryce Young to sit on the bench, let him learn and grow from the sideline, right. and let Andy Dalton take over play calling. I mean, it doesn't take a, a quarterback guru to look at Bryce and know that he's staring down his first read most of the time. Right. Now, if you, if you want to say that's on his protection and it just doesn't trust what's around him, fine. That's even further evidence that you need to Bryce him because – now he's gun shy, man. Bench him. You said yeah. Bryce him. Dude, <laughs> That's awesome. dude, dude I, I'm saying he is at the point now where I feel like you're you're putting bad traits on him, and he's going to continue to learn these bad traits the more you're putting him in this situation. Right. Um, I, I thought the team, you know, but this team did not look less than this week than they were last week. And the week before, like, so, I mean, look, we got the run game going. I don't know if, I mean, look, is this was Thomas Brown. In one hand, you guys are saying the play calling sucks. And then your other hand, you're telling me that Tabor's got them embracing their identity more. Or maybe we just got to play a team that's bad also and had a little success against them. I mean, you could look at that. Um, I mean, this defense, the thing is, is there's not much outside of their linebackers. This is actually a pretty good defense. Um, and so to, to even have any, I mean, we got to keep in mind, this was it, it, Antoine Winfield is the one that got that interception. He's considered one of the better defensive backs in the league, right? Um, or, you know, secondary uh, players in the league. So, I mean, I, I, I don't want to take away what the offense did today. Um, but I think, what I will say, and I, I, everybody's going to point to this defense, and they're going to say, you know, they they held the the offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to this and to that. I think today when we took the lead, I think we saw exactly what's going to happen when teams are playing us when they're behind. Our defense isn't going to be able to hold up. I it just right, like, right, like, like when when they have play. to catch up, they can, and that's that's Was the it thing the that first I, play after we scored. Um, it was. It was the back-to-back scores. Mm. You're right. That's a good point, CK, is does the defense, has the defense almost looked better than it is because they haven't had to face the full 
wrath right. of a team's offense because they can basically play with 10 guys uh, and win the game. Right. Yeah. Because they don't have to do anything on defense at all. I mean, every game, the the announcers are talking about how the corners, they just sit down on everything because they know that we have nothing that's going to beat, you know, beat them over the top. They don't even fear it. They play everything close to the vest. They get a lot of pressure. This offensive line is still not pass protecting well. Dude, it, the more and more that we see of this football team, it is an indictment on Scott Fitterer, in my opinion. This offense is bereft of talent. We have none, man. Like There, there are no high-level offensive linemen. There are no high-level receivers. And right now, we have a 5'10 quarterback, 195 pounds, and even some of his ardent defenders are now starting to turn on him. It's it, it's it's bad right now, man. Hey, a couple of what these... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask, what do you think about VZU's comment? He said this. We lost by three. Y'all chill. First, I feel mo- mopey, so I don't feel like I'm so definitely tired. over going, going oh, over hard in here. Um, you know, one of the things about the the I don't know about that I guess that comment first I don't really it doesn't bother me I'm just saying it's like is every loss equivalent and I think no I mean if you could say that in week one we lost by three you could see that in week five and say oh chill we lost by three but the team is one and eleven we've lost eleven times and whether it's by three or twenty three it doesn't matter if we would have won by three or won by twenty three we would have said it mattered. Um, and what this did is it went as another L in the column and really unsurprised, really let me down guys, let me down in my pickums because I picked the Carolina Panthers to win this game because interim head coaches have historically a very good track record. Like the team gets a bounce for some reason after they get rid of their coach, this team looked arguably the same ran the ball a little bit better, but I think they played a bad team as well, or a team that's not very good. I mean, this team is this division. They said, this is that, uh, think about this is that whoever wins this division is probably going to host the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) I know dude, dude, that's why. And then, uh, you have Atlanta, they're atop the division right now, but I mean, we had the chance to, you know, at least be a thorn in the side of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I, I think today Tampa Bay probably, even though they have Mike Evans, it represented the worst offense that the Panthers had to play this year. I mean, I really do feel that way. Like they had nothing for us offensively. And you just knew. They haven't been able like- to run the ball this year as a team. Mike Evans has made big plays. Baker is Baker. No, yeah, also yeah. Intercept. I mean, it's, he's, he's the same old Baker Mayfield that we ever thought that he was. And again, they, they find something of a rhythm running the football. And then it just baffles me that on third and one and fourth and one, you have not been having any success on the football. And you have a 100 yard rusher on the team today. And you don't think to run the football. Dude, how about this? Thomas Brown he might have needed to be the one to go and not Josh McCown. How about that, man? Come on, dude. 
Run mm. the ball, man. What are you Especially, doing? Well, I think it was a hard position, uh, and I could see why they didn't run the ball there. Third and one, you're trying to pick it up. You're trying to almost think this is, are we going to end up punting the ball or going for it? Now, if it would have been a clear we're in four-down territory, right, like this is four downs no matter what, there's no thought in our mind that punting could be an option. Then you run the ball on third, you try to pick it up, and you get in a fourth and one, and maybe you can then, A, probably go a pass or be in a position where you could try to run the ball again. But that kind of – they didn't really know what they wanted to do, I don't think entirely, is you had three timeouts. They had three timeouts. Were you interested in trotting your defense out there and hopefully getting a stop? I feel like, though, everything, the momentum of every occasion this sem- this semester, this season, has just been like it's going to take all four downs every time to get a first down, and it's going to take all minutes of all games to score any points that could potentially get you in this yeah. game. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know is that you're probably thinking there – and that's tough. You know, you're a tough situation. Can Interim you remember coach. being a shittier offense than this? Like, honestly, like, what, what, what Man, football team do you remember that was like, oh my God, they have this is the no 2010 Panthers. Of offense. 2010 Panthers were like this. But were they this bad? Oh, they were terrible, dude. But you uh, knew they were going to be terrible, right? You yeah. expected them to be terrible. And I guess you so, expect, look, the Saints beat us at home in 2010, 33 to three, dude. This team, yeah, they were I mean, stinky. I, I hear you. They were I stinky. Uh, this it, team just, but that team didn't also have ultimately, or was, was it was intended to be, they're going to get the number one draft pick the next year. Right. right, we're not. We weren't we're intended not. to be one and eleven this year. We might not have intended to be a playoff team, but we didn't intend to be one and eleven at this point. Yeah, uh, Roosevelt Mongo with the five dollars says Bucks needed to get right game, and they got it. Guess who else needs to get right game? The Saints, and there's a high chance that they get it next week. Is it next week? All right. How about we go ahead and take some calls? The numbers two five two. two. More, hold on. Two more. Oh. Uh, two more donos. Mr. Strat says, can we praise Tabor for acting like he cares on the sideline and uh, showing some emotion? He didn't uh, even have to call any plays and seemed more engaged. Yeah, I, I 100% think so. I think Tabor showed emotion, too, which is something you haven't seen much. Yeah. Uh, Jerry with the 999 says, how was the OL? Uh, didn't see much of the game. Trevor Lawrence had more interceptions, less touchdowns. Uh, less touchdowns, less passing yards, less passer rating than Bryce after 11 games. Well, Trevor is also 6'5", 225 pounds. So, uh, uh, well, I mean, so what he's saying is this is other high-level, high-profile yeah, picks have, had dro- have struggled. Yep. And that was also your guy. So, I mean, we got to give uh, the opportunity for Bryce to – you know, is that these 11 games aren't the only 11 games that he will have uh, to determine his legacy in Carolina. But let's answer his question about the offensive line. Um, I would say typically offensive today. You know, no more offensive than it's been all season, no less. Right. 
I don't feel like I don't know. I don't look. I think the Panthers were able to run the ball enough to where um, they're really. It's this is that the Panthers' offensive line shows you how bad they are, but when it's clear that they're going to have to pass protect. And if you're in third and thirteen or third and seven, these teams know that they really know two things is one that there's no receiver out here that you're scared of, right? Is that even, and DJ shark to me, Chark is the biggest letdown out of all of this, because if you talk about no separation, no separation, this is a guy who's been in the league now four years, I think. Um, and he should be better than a straight line runner only. Yeah. It looked like he ran a good route today on the one that he got open. Right. Um, and Bryce hit him on that kind of deep ball, right? You saw that one. It was, they said it was a little thrown behind him or whatever, but he made a cool double move. But Chark can't get off the line quick enough. So these defenses, yeah, and, and so it just takes so long for him to gain separation. It's just not there early to where it's clear that he's going to win the route. So these defenses know that their defensive fronts are going to have three seconds before this play even gets close to unfolding. So in a third and seven, everybody feels comfortable. The secondary feels comfortable that they have the ability to maintain long enough until the defense hit home, until the defensive line hits home and then throw in that. I've seen the commentators two weeks in a row talking about Bryce's difficulty at this point. And dealing with the blitz. Yeah, dealing with the blitz and how the Panthers have no answer for no the hot routes. Is this yeah. true? Do you really do you really yeah. have an offense where that's not built in, or are these guys just not veteran enough, both on the receiving side and on maybe the the quarterback side and experience? Well, we've to even take advantage of those things. We've even talked about this before, Tony. They don't use any motion. All the receivers can get up to the line. They run deep into their route, stop and turn around, and sit down on everything. There is no innovative play calling in this offense at all. There's, I mean, I wish there would be a lot more motions and shifts. It's just boring. Even if you don't have a lot of uh, speed talent at the receiver position, there are ways that you can scheme them open, and that's just not happening for the Panthers at all, man. Like, absolutely at all. I wanted to ask y'all's opinion on this. Uh, what do we make of Brian Burns throwing a punch and, and getting ejected from this from this game, man? I mean, a lot of us have been wanting for him to step it up. And at the end of this game, you're not even available because you're busy throwing punches at a dude wearing a helmet? Come on, man. Not even looking at you, really? Like, it yeah, felt like, like it, was, it, was, it was a cheap it shot. Was, yeah, it was wild. I uh, Listen, I think that that first game, there was a lot of people saying that this is that his price went up. I think, I think the season has gone on. This price is continuing to diminish. I just don't think that you have the ability to say you're a top defensive end in this league, um, and it may not be of any uh, any consequence of his own. Um, that action, obviously, he took today was his, his own fault. But beyond that, I mean, I, I just. I think doing things like that are only going to hurt your chances of getting the contract you want in the future. Not even just from us, but from other future uh, suitors for uh, Brian Burns. Well, one thing is 
a couple of things with Brian Burns today. Uh, one I could say is, and I'm sure that all the, I guess we get so it's like an either or, like you either got to defend Brian Burns and his playability, or we got to be critical. Yeah. Um, you would say this is you. Would, I'm sure he would tell you that was a poor decision, a boneheaded mistake that cost his team. Um, uh, the you know that did not help his team in any means. People who are trying to understand it, I'm sure, would uh, or rationalize these things. You're going to point to is like I can't imagine how frustrated a player like Brian Burns could be or is in this situation like this, where part of your success in financially is beyond your control because you're on a shitty team. You know, and that like, you know, and that the season's not going well and you see these other players on other teams making money, having success, having fun. And you think that you're or we would assume he believes he's doing everything in his power and believes he's doing his everything in his power to earn that contract. And it's just like, man, I can't do it alone. So I'm sure the frustration is there to that degree. Um I would say when just your final comment on Brian Burns for your is his money going down. I think right now is that the most money he's going to be able to make is with the Carolina Panthers. Right. And that is number one. They need him more than other teams need him. Number two is that because this team has been bad and even getting out in a game like this is you got to have every game to pad a sack on those stats. So when these guys are looking at the end of the season, as they're approaching free agency, that the numbers match the numbers. And so like the only team that's going to see Brian Burns in the light of a player who is a really good player on a bad team who deserves who could be more that's only the Carolina Panthers and their fans no other team is going to care about the last five years of how the Carolina Panthers have been right and I feel sorry for Brian Burns and be like oh sure you're better than Hassan Reddick you just don't have any help nobody else is going to do that but the Carolina Panthers yeah so Brian Burns is losing money and probably and sadly in his case is probably if he doesn't want to lose the most money probably would have to consider reaching an agreement with the Carolina Panthers. And then you wonder, was them playing hardball the right thing to do financially? So who knows? Uh, Cody, I'd like to take a couple of cat calls when we get a chance. The number's 252-228-5098. We've got 350 people watching the stream up oh, uh, close to 400 at one point. We really appreciate you guys' time, energy. Take a seat on the C3 Therapy Couch. The copay for C3 Therapy is smashing the thumbs up button, please. Subscribing or calling in and contributing to the conversation. Hi, I'm a Panthers fan, and uh, it sucks at times, but we're here together. 252-228-5098. Cody Lack, let's go. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, Very uncomfortable. How do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like...
Anderson. It's halftime. I doubt I get the call after the game. So, um, Bryce Young's helmet, I think it's just too big or too loose. It's, he moves his head, and the helmet keeps flopping back and forth. I think that's his problem. <laughs> it's throwing him off balance. I mean, watch when he nods his head or moves his head, it's still bobbing around even after he quits moving. Tighten that thing up, son. Um, they Brian can't Brown, find uh, the helmet small enough. Brian Burns is not a factor. Uh, I guess he's a non factor for the rest of the game because he only plays like half the first quarter. Uh, see, uh, my goal for the rest of the season, now that Frank's gone, is just not to let Tampa Bay, I mean, uh, Chicago have the first pick from our pick, which I doubt that's going to happen too. Who do we got to, who is the, the only way to do that is to what? Win four uh, games? No, no, not to get not no. Do you have the Patriots who've won two? Okay, Patriots are two. Yeah, Patriots have won two. Arizona's three. Chicago, I think, is probably three because we were one of them. The Commanders were one of them. They had two wins coming against us, so right. you're gonna have to lose. You have to win two more, right? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, numbers 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next goal. What's going on, C3? It is your number one fan from Idaho calling in again. Um, I'm calling in at halftime. I, I already know how this game is going to end. Tony, you talked about how this team, you can't, you, you cannot want this team. You cannot have this team or think this team is going to score a touchdown at any given time. And it just goes to show you we need pass interference and defensive holding just to march down the field. I, I said I wasn't going to watch this game. But this team is like that fucking terrible wreck on I-85. You're like, I'm, why are all these people just go, just go, just go through the traffic. <laughs> and you get up to that wreck and you're like, oh, I got to slow down and look at this thing. This is a terrible disaster. And you know what it looks like, but you got to slow down and watch anyway. That's what this team is this year. Um, it's going to be a, a long haul. And I, I wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were. You know, I was talking about a month ago about front office. What the hell is Sullivan doing? We need to gut the scouts. Clearly, the scouts are not doing our team service. But, you know, I I, I didn't want to – I'm not about receipts either. And I don't want to call you out, Tony, but, you know, we – and CK and all of us, me me included – we talk about like what are we going to do next year? We're going to get this guy and this guy and this guy. I mean, even even D from Sanford, that guy's the most positive person ever, and he's talking about burning this shit down. <laughs> All right. Uh, at this point, it's, what do we do? Do we do we just sign some one hit wonders next year and uh, you know trade JC Horn for a three round pick? Trade earn for a second round pick, just accumulate 12 second and third and fourth round picks and bundle those and go get some guys. Like, I don't know, man. I, we're looking at like, 
2026 to world relatives. This is brutal. Um, That's the scary part about it. Guys, I love what you do. C3 is the best part of Panthers football. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, thanks for the call. Uh, Cody, well, I think that's worthy of addressing here. Uh, look, is uh, to to his point about the Panthers are terrible. Uh, they haven't scored more than 20 points in six weeks, over six in the last six games. Uh, the last time they scored over 20 points was against the Dolphins, 42-21, October 15th. It has been a month and a half since they scored 20 points. And that's how it does feel. It's like when he said, hey, uh, at no point do you feel like this team can score, right? It's like if they do move the ball and score, you're like, holy shit, wow. Great job. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. You guys did what you were wow. – Like surprised. the fact that we were excited that we've gotten two offensive touchdowns for the first time since that Dolphins game. Yeah, wild to me. Like we're just like so excited. Like, oh my god, the offense Cuba. is doing way better. Sign it's doing Sign twice him. as much, twice as good as it's always done. It's ever done. Uh, it's it's a it's a laughing stock. Honestly, so to his point is that that is the this is the most unsettling part of for uh, most unsettled unsettled I've been as a Panthers fan since I've been doing this podcast because I don't have a firm opinion. Right. About how to proceed. Right. Is like, and he asked the question is, what do you do? You know what? And, and I think at the, is that you have to believe this is that you're really in the 2025, 2026 before you're going to be beyond better than bad. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't see next year all of a sudden that this is just a breath of fresh air. You know, you can go ahead and sign yourself up for a five-win season at best, you would think. You know, uh, it, honestly, it, it the more that we talk about it, it pisses me off that we didn't trade away Brian Burns. Why yeah. is he still on this team? Why? If you're, if you're going to commit to building around your quarterback, why not give up whatever you need to to put players and pieces around him? Right. Like, uh, based on what we've seen the past couple of years, how confident is anyone – that Fitterer is going to do enough in free agency or through the draft to get enough talent on this team next year to be able to compete. Well, no one's and confident. you haven't really proven that you've been able to hit on any picks outside of the first round. You don't have a first-round pick. I just don't know what this team does, man. I really don't. I And the, and the difficult part about it, I think this is what I have to hope if this is what I would do if I was the Panthers, I think this is my plan, but I'm not even firmly attached to it is I think you do try to nail the head coach down for a guy that you believe that you're going to give more time to than a one year. I mean, that would be hope the hope. Uh, and then you slow and steady build it. And what I mean by that is next year work to build an offensive line. Right. And that be basically the ultimate priority is to build an offensive line that is not only talented enough to compete and put your quarterback in a decent situation to be successful, but also an offensive line that you can continue to build to stay strong and get stronger the following year. And then I think you're trying to, on the other side of the ball, probably just piecemeal some good players that you can find 
that will be contributors for a year for a, a couple of years, even if that's a find him one fifth round pick that just all of a sudden doesn't have to be a star, but a guy that can be on the team for more than one year. And then I think you have to just recognize that next year is going to not have a lot of wins. And the only win you have is that if you can improve that offensive line and then get Bryce playing with a little bit more confidence. And then I think the following year you start to maybe add offensive pieces, weapons at that point, and hopefully try to continue to find some good players that can be contributors in the draft. So what are we at? 2025 by that point. And then 2026 could be good. Oh, God. That's tough. What the hell, man? That's tough. No, that sounds tough. The only reason I'm not tied to that plan is because I have one other fear. It's like that also kind of contends on you getting a coach that you believe in will have enough patience that you then have all of this. So there almost is another idea. Do you lean into a tank next year? Mm. Do you... Um, basically throw away the season and only hire a one-year coach. Basically what we secretly uh, did this year. So then you can then give your brand-new coach, your brand-new GM, the proper tools in the following season with a top draft pick and uh, potentially uh, a vision of improvement. That's scary too. But but let me tell you what's even scarier under that scenario that you just laid out. If Bryce doesn't show you any development next year, let's say that we're picking top five in 2025 and there's a quarterback available. Like, are we talking about redoing this whole thing already? Like that, that's what's, that's what's absurd, man. You're not going to be able to truly evaluate Bryce Young as a prospect until next year. Not even that. You know, I mean, if you, you don't even know if, what's around them. If we're talking about getting rid of the pieces and and like trying to do a strategic tank from the front office perspective, you may not even be able to honestly be able to give him a proper uh a proper scouting report on how he's done in the NFL until another after, season until the of third this year. Yeah, like so this that's that's the problem with that idea of tanking next year is you're basically making it impossible for you to make a decision on Bryce Young this early. You can't do any of this without a GM. You don't believe him. Right. And we don't have that, you know, and, and that, and I don't even mean that to that we believe is good, but that you believe is the guy that can make these decisions because how do we make the decision to get the coach that we're going to give time and hope like the first plan I put out there, or how do you make the decision to tank when you don't have, or, you know, strategically tank with the idea of trading away assets next year, basically hoping to maybe build a little offensive line and see if Bryce is going to develop at all. But you can't do that. If you don't believe that the GM and you're in the place is the GM of the future. Yeah, you need the guy who has the vision or a vision, not the vision, a vision and a strong plan, a strong opinion on how to best proceed. If it's plan A, plan B or C, 
You need that guy to make the decision this year. Well, apparently Federer has been told that his job uh, is not guaranteed to him beyond this year. Well, well we don't know that he's been that. told that. He's not been made assurances. We've we, we basically that, been told he hasn't been told that he's safe, essentially, is what they're, the reports are saying. So, then, Tony, would you, when I see how many interrupt, I'll ask all of you, do you would you feel more like what is more important coming up? The next GM hire or the next coaching hire? Because I GM feel like right the now. GM is probably more important. Yeah, we need. Yeah, he's got to be the guy that picks the coach, or has us, or, or believes in the coach. You can't continue to just piece together different. You can't make look is have an Italian chef, uh, a, a Chinese uh, pantry food pantry and uh an irish sort of like a person right in the menu like and that is what we have is like if tepper is gonna hire people you have to have a restaurant that has a pantry full of italian food an italian chef and a guy who wants to and whoever makes the menu has to want to make an italian meal yeah hey uh real quick would you like to hear from uh brian burns as to why he threw a punch. Sure, sure. All right. Here is Brian Burns. The lineman said something in the beginning uh, that he shouldn't have said um, to me and uh, Marquise. So uh, ever since then, I was pretty much on 10. I was mad. Uh, and then, you know, just. Uh, and, uh, some events happened. We got scored on. My bad. We got scored on. Um, game wasn't going our way. Um, initially, it wasn't even my fight. I just got, you know, pushed, and then I turned around and reacted. So, so apparently, the dude that he swung on wasn't even the dude that said the wild shit to him either. <laughs> it's basically law. Lost. It's on tilt, dude. It's on tilt. He lost. Yeah. It. yeah. Um, I wonder was that fans calling in at two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight was that uh, satisfactory of a response to you guys about why Brian Burns made that decision and did it really matter? Um, did the team look any worse without him? No, oh, I mean we didn't look better or worse. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, think. It, yeah, I mean it, that's well, crazy. I mean that was the that was the the one after that. I mean, you got to keep in mind we held them to. Uh, to you know, a trem- like basically, what did they score on their first, their second drive, and then we held them scoreless for until like the fourth quarter, uh, and then the drive after he got ejected on the drive that was the punch, like he that seventy five yard touchdown pass to Evans. The drive after that, they drove down and scored another seven points in a meticulous way, right? So yeah, I think it, you know you can be angry because had he not done that, he could have been in there for that drive. Um, and where you may not think he had an impact on the game, defenses do play him differently. And so now that he's not in there, that was a different defense or offense than we see from them the entire game. All right, let's go back to the calls. Hello, guys. Let me ask you a serious question. How is it possible that on, on the Carolina Panthers' entire offense, including offensive linemen, how is it possible that Cuba Hubbard is our best offensive player? And counting quarterbacks, Chuba. how is it possible? 
because he's a guy you can depend on. You can't depend on nobody else. Bryce Young's lined up and shotgun for like the 9,000th time this season. I mean, but let's blame it all on everybody else. So it makes everybody happy that way. You know, it's it's never Bryce's fault. It's always everybody else's fault. Nobody ever says uh, You can't blame it on Bryce. He ain't here no more. Uh, I vote we blame it on Thomas Brown. He's they a good do guy. On so y'all have a good one, and we'll catch you later. Um, oh, don't tell me no. I'm fighting them right now. There are still people that are saying that, oh, what, what did you expect Bryce to do behind this terrible line? That Bryce wasn't the, the issue of the offense today. He may not be the biggest, but he's been an issue every single game that he's played. So the overwhelming majority of people will put uh, blame on Bryce. There's And those people you're talking about aren't, I would venture to guess, and I could be wrong. There are probably some vapid people out there, and there's just like there's people out there like we see in the chat who say it's all on Bryce. It's not the case. It's a middle of the ground. Everybody's terrible, right? Uh, and I think the majority of fans on either side can see that. Um, and so to say that everybody is, it's not, you know, if you're speaking to the 3% of fans who actually believe that Bryce Young has no fault in this, then, you know, you're not talking to intelligent people anyway. Might as well not give them the time of day. But if you're talking to the, 80% of people that believe that Bryce has culpability but is not the primary reason this team is not being uh, successful, then I, I don't think you can say that, you know, everybody is uh, arguing that that's a Bryce fan. I think that uh, the numbers, CK, that you put out, like 80-20, that those numbers are pushed in different directions at times because people who are reasonable and – can have the conversation of bad Bryce or underwhelming Bryce, should I say, in many cases, right. what I would say, underwhelming Bryce, and this and that, is that they then get pushed by the other side of, like, of people who are irrational, which forces them to a more irrational counterpoint each time. Right. So the more you say it's all on Bryce to a reasonable person, the more they tend to lean into defending Bryce. Sure. And then when you say to a reasonable person that none of it is on Bryce, then they tend to tend to lean into criticizing Bryce more in their counter position. So uh, let's go to Joey, the blind Panther next. Hey guys, it's the girl that makes him howl, AKA Joey, the blind Panther. And you know what it's time to do? Get rid of Brian Burns. What the hell, dude? You're in a contract year. You think you're Joey Bosa or uh, or Nick Bosa, whichever one of the Bosa. You think you're an elite pass rusher in the league, but you take plays off and you throw punches that get you disqualified. And now look, you know, Godwin, who hasn't done shit all day, gets a touchdown. And now it's uh, now it's 21 to 10. Uh, I you know what I think you trade Brian Burns for uh for Mike Evans. I don't care if Brian Burns is still in our division. He ain't shit. He's overrated. I mean, he's not Joey Bosa. He's not any of the guys he wants to be paid like. So whatever. You know, we're gonna be doing a fire fire sale anyway, so we could throw in one of our injury prone corners. So yeah. Uh, here we go about to lose uh, game number 11. We're going to be 1-11. Uh, 
despite the fact that this game being 7-3 all day, we could have won. I mean, we might be able to, but, you know, don't count on it. My blind ass don't see it. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, good call. Uh, appreciate the call. Appreciate the roar. Uh, some things that I was thinking about as he as that call came about was Mike Evans in uh hit for his. I think today was the tenth season in a row. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Tenth season, tenth uh, consecutive one thousand yard season. I think it's wild too that he did this in eleven games. Right? I mean, is that there's still a good amount of football to be played? And I saw another stat. Is Keenan Allen already has 100 catches? How many does Adam Thielen do? Um, he's 77, I think. 72. Keenan Allen, I think, got his 100th catch on the season today. He did. That's insane. That's just a lot of damn catches through 11 games. He's I don't think man. it's, the the I don't think it's as impressive right when you realize how bad their defense is and how many throws that Herbert's having to make and the fact that they're like having to essentially play from behind every single game. Still, man, this dude's old and he's just racking them up, man. I mean, that's on. He's on pace for like 180. He's averaging 10 catches a game, man, or more. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Ten, or about nine catches a game. He's like on pace for 170 catches this it's year. Wild. So yeah. 140, probably. Um, you know, Mike Evans, I think he's going to be. Uh, if he doesn't go stay with Tampa, which I think we heard a lot of things, I don't know if they how that was ever worked out. Those those discussions have seemed to fizzle about, or that talk. I guess maybe because it's not around the trade deadline anymore. But he's going to want to go to a team where he's going to get the ball because he has an opportunity to make history, and he knows it, and he's interested in it, and it's really commendable. Holy cow. Commendable. I mean, that's an impressive feat right there. 10 straight years, 1,000 yards. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Let's yeah. go to the next goal. End of the first half. Hell Mary pass. We're going to finally see just how far he can chuck it. I mean, surely he's going to have, what, a three-man rush? He'll have plenty of time. Nope. Just, just want to see that arm strength. But fucking no. Nope. We're not even going to fucking let you see it. And I don't understand. I'm still fucking dumbfounded that we drafted this kid. I get that we're struggling on offensive line. We're struggling with trend, Tony. We're struggling with play calling. We're struggling everywhere around him. But how did no one see that he was never going to transition to the NFL? It just looks like he struggles on most of his throws. I'm never going to get over it. So that's all I have to say. I think saying never is uh hyperbolic you know i just uh i i don't think that again there's when you see hall of fame players and coaches and everybody who looks at the panthers and will all tell you the exact same thing you you legitimately cannot you can't put this year and say that bryce young is going to be a bust you legitimately cannot like it is impossible uh, I think he's you, talking about arm strength, though, when he says you don't ever see a yeah a, like I, a a throw that looks easy to like, uh, which I don't think is true. I think I've seen some, but I think this is when I watch Bryce Young pass the ball, CK, or throw yeah. the ball. 
it seems like a finesse throw every time. It seems right. like you know, we like, were playing uh, in the in the backyard. Has, it's like I'm I'm gonna bank shot it every time, even if I don't have to. There has yet to be. Cool. There, Bryce Young has, in my opinion, this season yet to make a throw that made me go, "Wow, that right there, that is an NFL type throw." Sure. And if they have, they have been few or far between. And see, okay, this is the disconnect. There's a lot of people that they're never going to be on Bryce Young's side until they start to see some of those flashes uh, from Bryce. And sure. look, man, I, I'm I'm telling you, right now we have 324 people. I'm going through the chat. Other than today, there has never been more Bryce doubt and defamation in this chat room. As we've had today, man, it's in the cat calls. It's in the chat room. I don't know. It just seems like this is a tipping point where a lot of the people that were like, Bryce can do no wrong. Everything else has been the problem on this team. Now there's more people that are questioning, well, does Bryce have the arm for this? It was raining sideways at one point, and they seemed pretty intent on running the football. It makes you wonder if they even trust Bryce's arm in acclimate weather like that. I think that's still a question. There's a lot of questions right now, and it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of answers anytime soon. No, uh, I, don't, I don't disagree. I do think that he. I, you're not seeing zip on the ball. Like, it does feel like it takes forever for the ball to get to where he wants it to be. Um, but I also think that there is no question about his arm strength, right? You know, you can look in college and see he's got the ability to throw the ball down the field. Like you can't. Well, I think CK is arm strength. Isn't just distance all the time. Like, no, right. Like throwing the ball far can in fact, getting more air under it and some things like that. Sure. You're talking about some other throws and sometimes, uh, that that's not how you measure the success of it. It's just straight distance, you know, is like those outside, th- you know, kind of those things is sometimes it looks like it just is like. <laughs> flipping you, notice it how, you notice how many balls he throws to the sideline and he's not even giving uh, the receiver a chance to make a jump ball. Like it, it, a lot of these passes is just not even giving Nothing's them the opportunity. There, throw it. Yeah. yeah. Or the ball is out late. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. This was the uh, the problem that a lot of people had moving up to number one when you didn't have that big time arm talent that was coming along with that number one pick. Yeah, um, you know, still a lot to be, a um, lot to figure out. Let's go to Anthony and Charlotte. What's up, C three? It's Anthony from Charlotte, and the bamboozle of the Christmas spirit. The Carolina Panthers lose another game and everything seems to go wrong. David Egghead Tepper is such a small stepper and it doesn't look like it's going to last. It's going to end any soon. Anyways, this fucking game, dude. And we lost to Baker Mayfield, of course, who did really nothing today. All he did was throw that 75-yard deep ball to Mike Evans. Uh... Same old things, injuries, injuries, JC not on Mike Evans. It's like if he's on a pitch count and you don't want him to play, why is he playing if he's not 100%? Offense is inept. Bryce Young doesn't look good. Pressured. I think he's just mentally scarred from all the pressure he gets that when there's people, there's finally someone open like Miles Sanders on the flat and fourth and one. 
he doesn't see him because he's so scared of getting hit again. And it's like, speaking of that, if it's two down territory, why aren't you running the ball at least one of those times? You need one yard. It's just bad coaching. Everyone on the offensive side of the ball needs to be wiped out of the building. And Scott Fitter, you have to be fired. This team is going to give the Bears the number one pick. He better not be back next year. Or I can't take this team serious. I will always be a Panthers fan. I know I called in and said like four weeks in a row now. I'll always be a Panthers fan. But I'm not seriously tuning into next year's next year's season unless there's a competent offensive staff here or at least a head coach that knows how to rally his guys. Brian Burns got ejected. I mean, shit, who gives a fuck about that guy anymore? He doesn't do anything. <laughs> Literally nothing. He doesn't show up in the pack, the run the run game on third down. Tristan Wirfs puts him in a fucking body bag every time he comes across that guy. And half the time he wasn't even lined up on him because Tristan Wirfs plays left tackle now. Anyways, nothing looks good. Fire everyone. Tabor, you're a nice dude. I hope you get a job as a special team coordinator somewhere else after this. Evro, you are doing a great job with what you can work with, dude. You're the only bright spot. Everything else is a fucking joke and a scam, dude. Us Panther fans, we are tired of being a laughing stock. One in 51 after trailing in the end of the third quarter. I thought I misheard it. One in 51. Wild. So wild stat. We were running the ball great. When we were under center, guess what the team does? They said, nope, we're not doing that anymore. We want to do it this way. Makes no sense. Only competent coaches go back to the same thing over and over and over and over again when it works and it works and it works and a team can't stop you. I don't understand the staff, man. Everything is inept. David Teller's pepper sell the team. Scott Fitter beat. Better get his ass out of here and fired. Anthony from Charlotte keeps fucking hoping, man. Great call, Anthony. Great call. call. He even even sang for us. I know. He even sang for us, man. Uh, the stat, the what is it, one in fifty-one when trailing at the in the third quarter? Wild. I uh, when I heard it, I've been I've been working. I like have a I've been working on a puzzle, so I was like working on this puzzle when watching the game. And so I wasn't looking. I was kind of looking down and you know glancing back and forth. And I heard it. I looked up and I was like, Did he say one in fifty? He said he must have meant one in fifteen. Hey, I I wasn't ready to go. I wasn't confident to go on the show and be like, this is a stat. <laughs> but I swear I thought I heard it, and it is true. And it, it is. That is, we've won one game. And what is that? 2, 24, 48 in four seasons? Uh, over four seasons of uh, football play where we have trailed. At the half, no. one in four seasons. <laughs> By the way, that means we've also in the last four seasons have only won how many games? Sixteen. So fifteen of those wins came where we were ahead. Oh. All right, uh, let's go to the next call. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Damn, that was a good fucking game, man. I am fucking pissed. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm happy because this looks like looked like a different team. It really did. I just, the play calling to me is still kind of fucked up, man. You know, we went for it on fourth down in the fourth quarter. We should have ran that shit in. Chupa Hubbard played his fucking ass off, y'all. He did. And Mingo, Mingo balled out, man. 
He did, man. He did. It's just his fucking play calling that we are fucking doing that makes no damn sense, y'all. I mean, them damn inside linebackers were out for the game. And if you notice, Cuba kept running through the fucking middle. We just eat Tampa through the damn middle. I do not know why we did not do that shit on, like, fourth and one. Like, for real. But besides that, I mean, we eliminated from the damn playoffs. And I really, honestly, honestly thought we were going to run the damn table and get up in that bitch, man. But, unfortunately, we're not going to the playoffs this year, fellas. You know, there's going to be a new coach and hopefully a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, we got a damn um, interception to Xavier Woods, the X-Man, but our fucking defense to me fucking sucks, man. Double E, I do not like his damn defense. We have one job. That's to slow down Evans. That that one damn touchdown pass that Mayfield threw, the fucking safety went to the damn left, man. He should have right. right, man. That's what I don't get. I'm like, what the fuck, man? But, hey, it was it was a damn good game. I ain't going to lie. I really thought we were going to pull that shit off, man. But Bryce played played pretty good to do the fucking interception. I don't know why he didn't scramble that shit. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on that, y'all. Keep passing. Whenever our defense has an opportunity to actually bail us out and help us win the game, like they're they're good enough to keep us close. But whenever we need a stop, you know the Panthers' D for it. defense is never good for it. They just yeah. aren't, man. Like I mean, well, uh, 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 that that touchdown to Mike Evans that was just par for the course, man. Absolutely par for the course. We had no defender that can go. With Mike Evans and the and, and like how old is he now? Like almost twenty nine years old or some shit, it, dude. He's just got that growing. Well, he's got to be older right. than that. I mean, right. he's dude. had ten one thousand yard seasons in a row. He does whatever he wants to our sorry ass DB at core. All right, let's go to the next call. All right, y'all. Losing Fort Myers. I got a confession, man. Got a confession. He didn't watch the game. I don't be watching no more. <laughs> Today was the first game I watched since, you know, the fright of the the third Reich. My fault. My fault. I should have never said that. But <clears throat> yeah. And it was a good game. I'm not gonna lie. That was a great game. Master class by Chuba Hubbard. One of the announcers said it. it looks like the same offense when we had Wilkes. Masterclass, horrible. Thomas Brown, horrible. Third down conversions, third down plays, and fourth down plays. We need one damn yard. Put Richie in the fucking fullback and run that motherfucker. We've been running the whole game. Why stop now? Get Sanders out of there, put Richie in the full and Hubbard in the yeah, and we we get that one damn yard and we go kick our field goal and we tie it up. Right? Right. But besides that, I just wanna say Parlay hit. Mike Evans prize pick, stupid as hell. Mike Evans had him at sixty something yards. Over. Slam that. <laughs> and then they had uh, Rashad White. Had me, a little, had me a little heart pounding on my chest, but 57 yards rushing. Slam that. Over. So, 
Yeah. Does it suck losing? Yeah. Was it a close and good game? Hell yeah. Um, I will say the NFL needs to do what soccer does and get a VAR, virtual assistant referee. Cause some of that, that Jonathan Mingo first catch that was called as an incompletion, that was a catch. That's a catch in high school, catch in college. That's a catch everywhere. Yeah. Early on. I don't know if they had under or over, but golly, bro. No, that's a catch. NFL needs VAR and we should put a petition or we should just, I'm going to stop coming out with the threats, the online threats on y'all channel. I don't want y'all to get taken down, but what happened to Mr. JFK should happen to Gerdell. <laughs> My bad. But, uh, yeah, no, I hope y'all have a good night. Um, great game. Bryce, mm, all right game. A little mental errors, but all around, it was a good game. Can't even be mad at it. <sighs> Make sure everybody likes and subscribe, and I'll see y'all when, uh, Y'all live stream, bro. Good night. Um, I think, and and if you listen to the podcast regularly, you will have heard this before. Um, I think that there should be like an orange flag, and not necessarily that it has to be thrown. I think that the NFL should have somebody watching these games that can be on a microphone to a referee and say, look, we can run this. We can make this call more accurate really quickly. It's logical. Like, I just don't know that there's a reason not to do it outside of just pure stubbornness. That's what it feels like. They continue to have this fear, CK, that football games are too long still, right? I mean, it's continued effort to shorten these games. But at the same time that they shorten the games, they also are scared about the shortened advertising revenue because that also gets shortened. And then they so they don't want to lengthen the game. They want to lengthen the game because it makes the game more popular to viewers, but they don't right. want to shorten the game. Right. So they want to shorten the game because it makes it more popular viewers, but they don't want to shorten the game because it loses them money. That's what it is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh- I, I understand wanting to have a certain pace to the game. You want it to go a certain amount of time. I'm assuming that's not just from the perspective of, of, uh, of, you know, making it a better fan experience than I have it go along, but also from the advertisers and from the stations, you know, there's stations that need to also be able to, at, you know, plan other, uh, other things other than football uh, right. as well. So I think there could be a potential complication there, but, I mean, honestly, when you're talking about these being game-altering changes, right? I know this is the first quarter. It wasn't that big of a deal. But when you're talking about, like, a game-altering pass interference, if it's not really a pass interference, like, that should be able to, you know, be overturned, right? Um, If you can review, like, that's one of the other things I hate about the way that they have things is if they don't throw a flag, but they somebody challenges a play, but there was a clear and obvious foul, like, you going back and look at the replay should be like, all right, you know what? They may have gotten the first down, but there was about four or five different holding penalties we missed in the real time. Um, I just feel like so they're worried about that. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, when you think about how many times you see a play and how often they actually have a uh, penalty, Hold, right. You know, it, it makes you wonder. I think for me is that 
if anything, I'd like to see it that every flag thrown uh, can be picked up essentially by right. that quick review. If you said, look, that was, you know, look, I understand it felt like a bang, bang play. Kind of like that Xavier Woods hit last week. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right, is that when they threw the flag. Now, I know that they weren't throwing it on the hit, but like sometimes these plays have such a visceral reaction. Like you're like, that's got to be a penalty. And I just hope sometimes that they could just be like, hey, pick that flag up. It was, we're glad you threw it. We got it, but we got a better look at it. We're going to, after discussion, we've decided to no foul on the play. I don't think that would hurt the game at all, or at least it wouldn't for me. Let's go to the next goal. Gentlemen, it rained last night. It rained heavy, and the golf course was just too wet to play. So I watched the Carolina Panthers this week. And I tell you, first of all, how about a kudos to fantasy football stud Chuba Hubbard? He's a force, and they should have used him more often. But, gentlemen, let me ask you a question. Let's say if the Carolina Panthers, if they never had Bryce Young and they played Andy Dalton, let's say Andy Dalton was the starting quarterback for the whole season, how many wins do you think our Carolina Panthers would have had this season? How many wins would they have had if Andy Dalton was the starter? I'm going to guess four wins. What say you? Bye-bye. Man, that's tough. Games like today, games against the Titans. Um, I mean, I do feel that we would have And then turnover games. There's been a couple of games where Bryce has put yeah, take of the Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and then won. there was another Colts and the Colts. So you could say right. maybe Atlanta, the Colts today and the Titans are all games that I would say yeah, somewhere, between, somewhere between four, four and six. You think we would have won potentially six more games than we have now? Uh, I mean, considering Bryce's five, he's named five more games. Probably. Bryce's interceptions and pick sixes has led to a lot of losses. Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable. So right now, your belief is that we would be a five hundred team with Andy Dalton. Five hundred? No, we're what? We're one in eleven right now. Right. If you're saying we should have six wins, you're saying we're a five hundred team. No, I'm saying somewhere between, I say somewhere between three and six. I mean, it's tough to know every one of them, but yeah, we would have won more because we wouldn't have had a rookie quarterback giving the ball away at the most inopportune moments. I feel three is my number that I would go with potentially four. I think I think that hey, listen, I I don't blame you for having that that opinion. I don't think that you guys are realizing that again. This is my belief. This defense may be holding up now, but we they we have been playing a lot of teams having to play from behind, right? And so even if we did happen to have a better right. prolific offense, this defense isn't what you think it is. That's fair, fair. So what one would you say but one? Also, but also, defense? let's be real. I think maybe two more. Andy yeah. Dalton has more passing yards on this team than Bryce Young has had in a single game all year. 
So I still feel like the evidence is more on my side to say, yeah, Andy would have been a more competent quarterback than what what Bryce would be right now. There's no evidence you can use that. You can't use that as evidence. Like he again, he threw the offense ran better under Andy Dalton than it did Bryce. Yeah, I I feel like I can say that. One game isn't going to prove that. No, but one game that it did, and I think this is, I think CK is your counterpoint, just has to be less about trying to battle that point and more about the, well, even if you are marginally better, if you score 21 points each week, uh, those other teams are going to score 40 points instead, you know? And so there is that. Look, is this offense, though, I mean, it's hard to think of it being worse with anybody else, but possible. Uh, it's like watching paint dry. I turned on the radio. I went to go pick up food at halftime, and uh, I turned on the radio, and Jim Zoki said, uh, was saying that you have to paint every brushstroke in the portrait <laughs> to score points. Like, it's just like, we're going to go out here, and to get three points, we're going to have to run 12 plays <laughs> you know, just to get – three points it's just takes five quarters to score 21 points for us let's go to the next goal what's up c3 it's tyler from california just uh another disappointing loss it was a little bit more fun to watch than it was the week before but uh man I, i we did see a little bit different uh a little bit of a different offense like we saw more under center a little bit more of a power run um more motion, uh, get, letting Bryce throw it a little bit more, but still we're still stuck with the horrible offensive line that we had obviously before, uh, when Frank Wright was um, doing the playing calls last week. So I thought the drive that they had uh, going on the field uh, was, you know, especially in the first, I think it was the first quarter, was great. And then you try to get too cute and you go away from what you're doing during that drive, running the ball, and you're trying to throw a quick out, Domingo, why? He hasn't caught a touchdown. He hasn't really done anything all year, and you're going to do that. Shula Hubbard was doing well uh, in the I formation, and he didn't call any of those plays on the one. Like, you need one damn freaking yard, and you throw it out route to uh, Mingo, and then your third and one is another pistol formation. Like, what the fuck? I mean, Thomas Brown. It was better than Frank Wright, but like, is there common sense in this staff? Like with Thomas Brown, like, I don't understand. Pistol formation all year hasn't fucking worked, and you call it again. It just doesn't make any fucking sense, man. Give me Ben Johnson or Jim Harbaugh. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This has got to be one. It's got to be the. Worst year I've ever seen the Panthers, uh, uh, Panther season. The worst, worse than Jim McLaughlin. This is horrible. And I don't want to hear any more. I mean, I was, I'm a definitely a Bryce supporter. I was a CDS job, uh, preferred, you know, during the draft, but we have Bryce Young to my quarterback. But today I don't want to hear anyone making excuses for him. He played like dog shit. He, he played not the whole game. Horrible. Horrible. I, uh, no one, you can't really make excuses. I mean, yes, uh, you still has the bat offensive line and poor receivers, but like, dude, like, if it's not there, 
roll out and throw it away. Don't sit there in the middle of the pocket and wait for it to collapse and take a sack. It's just horrible. This is the first game that I sat back and I'm like, you know what? Even with the proper players around this guy, I don't know if he's it. We'll see. Keep counting, guys. All right, here's your trend. I hate to say this. All right, how many times was Bryce Young sacked today? I don't know. I know once. I saw once. once. I saw once third. Basically, I would feel like almost every third and long. CJ. Right, because he was throwing the ball away. Like, people are uh, saying, like, he's not throwing the ball. He is. And honestly, when he throws the ball away, people are saying he shouldn't have thrown the ball away. Like, it's just, you can't ask the guy to do what, it's, listen, he's got a lot on his plate. He is a rookie. He shouldn't have been taken number one at this point in time. Like, that's, I think that's clear at this point. We were not ready for a quarterback. We should not have traded up, and we should have not gone after Bryce Young, right? I think Bryce Young has the potential to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Right now, he just it's impossible to actually ask anybody to come into this situation and be successful. Uh, and so when you look well, at to the, be successful in this situation, you have to be extraordinary, and it would. Exactly. Cam Newton could have. You know, I don't Cam know. Newton I don't know. That his Cam electric Newton. play alone could have done enough to make us excited this year. Maybe to make us excited, but I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the the season. Well, just like as his rookie season, it only it translated only Cam four wins. Price. Four I mean, wins, I'm not, but I, his listen, I have crazy no running ability, ability, just strength, and just that Superman factor. That's the kind of player it takes to do well on this team right now. Like, hey, is for you to be excited. He has to be able to do it by himself. Hey, listen. Here's what I'll tell you with Cam. I think Cam Newton in this in this team, if he had if his rookie year, he would have been hurt. No, Cam. Well, I'm just saying. Like, you, Cam. I I, you, listen. At the end of the day, my belief is that Bryce Young isn't as bad as the tape is going to look right now, just because that there is uh, no supporting cast, and this is the most team-oriented game you could ask for. It's part of the reason why Geno Smith can go to the Seahawks and actually look like he's an elite quarterback in this league because he's able to have a supporting cast. Baker Mayfield goes down to the Bucks and he doesn't look great, but he looks significantly better than he ever did here at Carolina. Uh, you have people go to other places and they tend to ball out. DJ Moore has done more on the Bears team with a horrible offense than he ever did here at Carolina. C- CMC has done more in the 49ers uniform than he ever has done uh, for the Carolina Panthers outside of that one year. And that's a been injury plague since then. Uh, listen, when, when you look at the entire uh, entirety of the situation, I think that this is just a toxic scenario to be in. And it's absolutely horrible for Bryce Young. There's no, there is nobody. If you go and ask anybody who watches film, like legit people who are either former players or anybody along those lines, they're going to tell you it is impossible to look at Bryce and say that that this is something that you can predict this future on. It's impossible. But and also, I'm going to trust. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to trust Hall of Fame quarterbacks as a, a, opposed to people in chat who are going to say that Bryce Young's the bust. Well, I mean, listen. No one said again. If you're saying that no one is is like saying that they're not putting all the blame on Bryce, or that there are people that are saying that Bryce is playing bad, but he's also not the problem. But then it goes vice versa. You can say that Bryce is a problem and he's not a bust either. I'll tell you one thing. I don't think Cam Newton would have a problem pushing the ball downfield like Bryce is. 
because he does clearly have the, a problem pushing the ball downfield. He does have a problem seeing open wide receivers when they are open. A lot of those play, a lot of those balls that he's throwing out of bounds, it's because he doesn't even have the arm talent to drive the ball in the window. He's not even putting the ball up in the spot where they can even make an attempt on the football. Like to so, say that Cam Newton would be hurt. This in is the my same fear. Offense. Yeah, it, I don't. That's that's that that's not kind of wild. No, I didn't say it would be the exact same thing. I'm saying that the outcome of the season would be the same, and that is we wouldn't make the playoffs, and we'd be in in you know square one again as far as trying to rebuild. The well, ball. you would believe in Cam because he was like people said Cam was different, and that's what I meant. Though yeah. the whole reason I brought up Cam was because that's the type of player that can turn chicken shit into chicken salad at right. times, right? And this is the thing when it comes to Bryce is one um I again I hate to defend I have to defend myself and in the words I'm about to say is that I need Bryce Young to work out. Right. I, and I wanna I want him to work out, but each week that has gone by I can tell you in my heart of hearts, I have not felt this. This is the comment right here that secretly, hold on, let me find it, is the one that, where'd it go? Uh, that really, this is the one I'm scared of. I'm scared of talking about this aloud and to myself. And Christian Hunt put up here. So each week that's gone by, I this question has not diminished or point sure. has not diminished. And that is physical traits are there. When I started this season, I started with the belief that there were other things that Bryce had that could overcome or help him overcome his diminutive stature. And right now, each week that has gone by, I have harder and harder time saying that authentically to myself. And then I continue to wonder, is there ever a moment where everything is perfect enough, where the weapons are there, the offensive line, is there if that's what it takes, is Bryce going to require that much perfection? That question also becomes more difficult or uh, that much of a perfect scenario. That that becomes more difficult for me to talk to myself about in my honest heart. So that's what, the problem. For I tell you, one of the things that I think it might have been, I don't know if it's maybe you, Cody, that brought it up. Uh, in order for him to be successful, I think he needs to have an offense like the 49ers. Um, I think he has to have, I do agree. I think, like I said, I, I think at this point in time saying he's a bust is a bit of an exaggeration. I've said multiple times and I'm not defending, uh, Bryce Young's as far as a, his play on the field. I'm just defending the fact that people are automatically claiming he's a bust. But right. if you believe that, uh, here, let me at least ask this just as a yes or no, just across the board. And then I'm going to go to my next point. Uh, Cody, do you think Bryce Young is a bust? No, but okay. I think he's looking like a bust. But, but I don't you don't think, think he's a bust. a bust? Okay. Tony, do you think that Bryce Young is a bust? Yes. Okay. And so. when I say, hold on, <laughs> can I explain what I mean by that? Is that I think 
um, that he might just be a good player in the like he, well, he has an opportunity bust. to be a good player in the league. That's not a bust. That's just, I think that's, so for no, number a bust, one. Pick. But no, hold on a second. Okay? I think what he's saying is for moving I up to what number saying. one. I agree. I just think even first draft. I think first round. That's not expectations. If it doesn't live up to those expectations, then it's not. Then, then yeah, compared to what you want from a number one overall pick, it kind of is a bust. I think he looks like a third round pick. Well, I mean, listen. If if he turns out to be like a Brock Purdy, I'm fine with whatever comes out of it, right? Well, what about a Will Greer? Well, I don't I, listen. I don't again. I, I don't think that you can put any of that onus on him yet. Like I said, if if you want to, that's fine. That's your prerogative, and I have no position to be able to tell you otherwise. But my belief at this point in time is Bryce Young. You can't really say he's a bust, and even if he turns out to be a good quarterback, maybe even not even a top ten quarterback, but a quarterback that's going to get you to the playoffs, and if you have a, a well built team who can get you to the home, the to the uh, get you to the 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 Super Bowl, right? If that's what you get, then that's not a bust. A bust in my opinion, is somebody who's going to be out of the league in five years, right? Like, when you hear busts in the entire NFL, people call busts people who are like, you know what, he's... If he's, he's a career backup, would you consider him a bust? Yes, but that okay. would mean he's not a good quarterback. Okay, and then the only other thing, go and the reason I said yes, CK, is because I don't think I can say it confidence, or that I don't even know if I believe... what For me, is the number one overall pick... Whether he, you can say, oh, he didn't choose to be that or not. The expectation for a number one overall pick is bust or awesome. Like, there's not a middle ground. You know what I'm saying? So I think for the number one overall pick, if he just turns out to be an okay quarterback that could get you to the playoffs, if he turns into Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is not a bust because he wasn't the number one overall pick. He has excelled. He has exceeded. But if Kirk Cousins was picked number one overall and that's what you got, I don't know if you would be happy. But my other point that I was going to make uh, is that if if we believe that an offense that is similar to the 49ers is going to be something that unlocks what Bryce Young does well, um, that's that's going to further my belief that we should go after Brian Johnson as a head coach. <clears throat> is that that guy so? that cried in Miami? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say this though. I do think that Panther fans, uh, they need to kind of lower their expectations for the coach. And maybe that's the wrong term of phrase, not lower your expectations. But if your mindset is already Ben Johnson or bust or Jim Harbaugh or bust, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. Like you're going to have to look at a lot of these different coaches and understand that even if you don't get your preferred, there's a number of them out there that have the offensive system that the Panthers would happily have. Um, hey, real quick, uh, Sky Iced uh, with the 499 says, appreciate everything y'all do. Keep up the good work. It's been a long year. Keep pounding. Uh, Eric with the five dollars says someone could have accidentally built a better roster on Madden than Fitter <laughs> when he tries in real life. I think that's actually really good. Yep. Uh, Eric with another five says build the wall, get Bryson O line. I know uh, he doesn't look good, but it doesn't matter who we have if the O line is trash. I know that's fair. I fair. That's fair. Yep. 
And TJ with the five dollars says, "What would Dalton's record be with CMC and DJ?" Ooh. Because that's what we gave up for this bullshit. Hmm. Um, you know what it is? Is it doesn't matter what it, his record would be because if it was good, better, you would set, you would be happy, and if it was worse, you would have the number. You would still have a first round draft pick. Yep. Um, let's go to the next goal. Let's see, have I played this one? What's going on, family? D. Up, D. Sound for North Carolina. Shout out to Cody. Shout out to Tony. CK Greg. Panther Pickle. Muscle Marinara. That effing guy. G, baby. Everybody got to have one of them. Whole C3 family. Daphne showing out on the cat call. Just everybody. I want to say. What up, D? Um. Disappointed in the loss. Another wonderful game. But I am optimistic. D of optimism is back. Because, for one, we saw Mingo actually look like what maybe we would have wanted to see him look like in the early part of the season. And he was getting targeted. He was making plays. And there were some mistakes. I have faith in Mingo. Uh, welcome to um, J.C. Horn and Ito Gross Matos and them coming back. But I really felt like there was times J.C. just wasn't ready. Maybe there should have been another week. And that daggone Mike Evans, every week, every year, I mean, he finds a way at least one game out the season to terrorize us and have us have nightmares. But screw him. I saw Bryce under a little bit different play calling. Um, you know what I mean? Open it up, bootleg out some things of his strength that show promise. Chuba Hubbard is the one RB, hands down, just literally hands down. Even though that fourth and one play, Miles Sanders was open, we got too cute. We got too cute in the play call. Let's just be real with it. We fought. That's what I like to see. We competed. That's what I wanted to see. Yes, we are officially out of playoff contention, but at the end of the day, I just wanted to see our boys fight. I wanted to see if they were going to come out with their head down or if they would at least try to work. I wanted to see if what we was going to implement on the offense, how it looked somewhat different without Frank. And we saw some things. We still got some stupid screen passes that were throwing in the dirt, but I'm more excited in the Mingo getting the action. Uh, even DJ Sharp caught one on us. Bryce wasn't the most accurate, but he was slinging some good balls at times out there. But now what we've got to learn with this team now, I think we got excited because we started making some plays in that second half. We just got cute. We should have ran that ball on fourth and one. Chuba would have got that yard. I understand we got Bay in them in the middle of the line, but Chuba ran hard. I oh, uh let's see he got half cut right here. And I'm sorry, D from Sanford. Like I said, we competed. That's what we needed. That's what we wanted. I feel like if we would have gave this effort, the effort that we gave today, we wouldn't have been one in ten if we could have got this kind of effort offensively 
throughout the season to a degree. Even though there was some stall points, we saw where there's something to somewhat grow on. Hey, I love you guys. Y'all have a great Sunday. Hey, this is a this is our reality for a while. So buckle up family. Love y'all. Good night. Good night. Shout out D. I did feel, you know, uh this is the kind of game that I would have I think if we would have played more of these with Frank Reich that he wouldn't have been fired necessarily. You know, is that you didn't really feel like everything was bad. You know, you right. saw a little bit from Mango. You saw some moments where, but you saw where the team was outmatched. You saw the poor offensive line. You saw that they had bigger explosive playmakers or yeah, this or that, you know, but you made it a game. You made it a game and you didn't look at any point just completely out of place. You know, is that right. you had some moments where you looked like, yeah, you made some good defensive plays. You made some all of But we just didn't have enough of those games or any of those games. This was probably, and this is, I think, why Mr. Strat said this is the best game the team played, is that it was like the least worst bad game they've played. If that's a way of saying it, let's go to the next goal. Yo, what up, C3? TJ from G Vegas. What's up, my Everyone's man? Everyone's having a great Sunday. Uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> it was a rough one for the Panthers. Of course, another loss. What I predicted, uh, Mike Evans didn't go off quite like I expected, but he did have a good game. I sealed the deal there in the third quarter, if you want to call it that. Uh, but, boys... Boys, 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 what is this? With one yard to go, fourth and third and one, and then earlier in the game we're on the goal line with one yard to go. I mean, damn, at least get a quarterback that can sneak it for a yard and keep your team in the game. I mean, that's the least you can ask of them if we can't run the ball and get a yard on multiple attempts. But that's just it, boys. We couldn't do it. We ran the ball better than we have recently. so. That was a positive, uh, was new pieces on the O line. Um, but again, they choose not to do it at the end of the game with the game on the line. And all you need is one yard with two chances to get it. And they roll, they let Bryce drop back and well, take a couple steps. He's already from the drop, uh, when he gets the ball and just run around, run around, throw some, throw some weak ass shit to the sideline with no umph on the ball. Um, I mean, I'll give them another chance with a new offense in place because, um, I mean, they're not going to put it in yet. It's too late in the year. But from what I'm seeing now, he ain't got it. We're going to have to try again because he's got no power on the ball. Even that deep on the chart, he didn't have enough on it to get it to him. So just little weak out balls. I don't know if he can see across the middle or what, but I don't think he can. Anyway, y'all, uh, enjoy and stay safe. And keep pounding. We're not going to see a tush push, I guess, with Bryce Young anytime soon, as we say. Nope. What if they, nope. what if when he dropped back, like we went into that, that fourth and goal, what if we did like a running, a handoff play? But instead of having a running back, we had like, um, uh, <laughs> Derek Brown back there who just grabbed him by his shirt 
and his I pants. Just shoved him through. And, no, and threw him mm. over the line. I'm down. Let's try it. I mean, it could be a and new Bryce is ready. I'm down. You just got to worry. He's be like, Derek, don't throw him through the field goal post now. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We don't, don't get extra him. points for Bryce landing yeah, yeah. in the first row. Uh, yeah, just get, get the first down, then we'll be uh, all right. Just throw him into the end zone, not through the into the stands. <laughs> uh, next call. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. This fucking narrative, uh, Relax, trying to push uh, Bryce Young defenders, the truth defenders, coming down to their senses. Dude, I don't know what the fuck you talking about, bruh. We shouldn't be winning no goddamn game. What the fuck are we winning games for, bruh? I want the top pick of the fuck and second and the third round, man. Oh, uh, that's all you want, G? Three picks in the top 100, bruh. What the fuck are we winning games for? This team's complete ass. Complete ass. I like to. I, I, I liked how uh, Scott Fitter tried to uh, save his ass. Was trying to save his. Ass. That dude's not going anywhere. But uh, Shaquille Griffin is a great pickup. The cornerback. He's is a great pickup. It, it was great to see uh, J.C. Horn back and Jeremy Tim back. As of right now, I just want to see the team. You know, uh, continuous to at least the defense get better. Um, but as far as offense, bro, the, that game was just a horrible game to watch, bro. I didn't think it was. I've seen the forecast was supposed to be rainy, but I didn't know it was going to be a fucking complete monsoon like that, especially the entire first pass. That was, that was pretty trash to watch. Um, yeah, this, this, this team, we've just got eliminated from the playoffs. This team is dead in the motherfucking waters. Uh, we ain't going nowhere. Uh, as of right now, we just need to look to get in town around Bryce Young. And in my opinion, I feel like we just need to work on the offensive line, bro. I would deal. I would put the, all the money into the offensive I line. I agree with that. And then I would go as far as with, uh, looking and getting weapons for fucking Bryce Young because this offensive line is still complete ass. Um, as far as coaches, I want to hit that because I guess we only got one fucking call to make. Um, as far as coaches, I, I still would love to fucking have Jim Harborough. Um, that, that's my number one take. Um, sure. Eric Benenemy is on my, my list as well. Um, I guess Ben Johnson, everyone wants Ben Johnson. And um, Cody Lack mentioned the offense coordinator from the Houston Texans. I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this team. Uh, there's just so much. I, 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 I don't, I, we just got to get to this season. I, I don't even know if Scott Fitter is going to be <laughs> sure. around as soon as the, the, the off season comes. I hope not. But goddamn, 1-11. 1-11. I've seen dark days. I've been a fan for a long time. But 1-11 is 1-11. It is what it is, boys. Keep your heads up. There's going to be light at the end of the channel. At least we don't have to go out and look for a fucking QB. We got our QB one. And once again, Do we know that, hard. G? Hook them. Do we know that, G? See, this no is 30 problem. touchdowns, that's this for sure. problem with, uh, with all of that. He says he doesn't think, uh, you know, he doesn't know about the offensive coordinator for the Texans. Dude, literally, the offensive coordinator for the Texans is a part of the team that wanted Bryce. The the, the Texans wanted Bryce Young, and you don't want that guy who. Well, we don't know if we don't know if just. I think maybe you could be asking is that if eleven games of a. uh, of him being an offensive coordinator is enough for you to believe he can be an effective 
head coach, you know, it's like, not to say like, I mean, it's just like, this is, is he just the Joe Brady of the right. moment? You know, I or something if, like that. Uh, G baby still calls Bryce Young the truth. Uh, he did. He talked about it in there, didn't he? Uh, didn't he say I don't know truth? if he said, I don't know if he heard, I heard it today, but I have heard it in the last week or so. Let's go to the next goal. You know, I don't know how you guys can look at this game and not. Uh oh, sorry. You know, I don't know how you guys can look at this game and not say that the trajectory is starting to change because of the changing and to, to have Tabor come as head coach. Yeah. I mean, we did lose by three. Bryce did kind of suck there for like half the game. He made some great throws here and there. But the thing is, like, it's going to take a second for Tabor's, like, changing some stuff around as far as, like, reigniting confidence in some people. You can see it in the way he's interacting with them, and, uh, the coaches and, and the players. <clears throat> and that kind of catches on, and it takes a second. It's not immediate. He only had four days this week to get this thing kind of kicked off. So... I think considering all of the variables that we actually did rather well today. And I think that we'll go into uh, probably, I would say we'll win at least two more games. We have to play the Bucks at home. I'm pretty sure. I think at home, you you can't get a plus three on that one. I, I would say, yeah, things could, could shift around. Just be patient on this part. I know you've been patient for a couple of years, but like Tabor is clearly helping this team find themselves and they've all been lost for a while and it's going to take them a second to kind of bounce back and and get right and and have that confidence it's got to build over time so that's why today was a huge deal because it's finally turning the ship around to face the right direction uh that's mr strats is uh you know i mean I, mean, I, I think look is I don't I don't know if I saw anything necessarily though is like okay yes I guess he got an inching in the right direction. My you know? my thing my thing is this: when you look at this team, I don't see that much of a different team. And I think what makes it worse is that if there was any game that the Panthers were going to be able to get a W, I think it should have been today. Like this, that's what offense, we said last week. That's what we said against yeah, so the Bears. I, I mean, that's I don't, what we said I don't necessarily them. know what part says, okay, this is a team that's growing and getting better. Again, right. it's like they I, didn't I, play I, I worse almost, today. How about that? No, they, they didn't play they worse. Didn't, they didn't play when, worse, but I mean, I, I think they had a little uh, fight you, in them too. I would say that literally, Hubbard, Brian Burns got in a fight. If you can, yeah, if you consider Trooper Hubbard. Hubbard going over 100 rushing yards. Maybe that's something you can hang your hat on, though. I just don't know if any of the questions that we have about this offense have been answered in a meaningful way. Um, I just don't, I, I, I'm happy that someone feels better about the team and thinks that we're on the right track or doing something different. Right. But it's also kind of like we know Tabor is not going to be the head coach next year. So it's like even if we do see some progression, you know, not, nothing from this team, the way it is, is going to be the same next year. They're going to try and revamp this entire offense and hope that it looks better. All right. Uh, let's go back to the Colts. 
Come on, Fat Finger Tony. Yo, it's Lou from Fort Myers. And uh, this is my second call. Um, go listen to the first one. But, hey, uh, fun fact for today. I know we're talking and I'm watching the stream, right? You know, it's crazy how life spins. Because how many years I've been out of high school? Six years ago, I was playing against Devin Tompkins. Because he went to Dunbar High School. He went to Fort Myers. And it was like crazy watching Devin Tompkins. And, you know, sometimes I'll shoot him a shout on Instagram or whatever. But it's crazy that how some people are in the NFL. And it's like watching, like, one of the people that I played against. And, um, you know, went to, not went to high school with, but know of. In the NFL, it's crazy. Yeah, we should have definitely picked him up. <laughs> definitely in the fifth round over Mingo. <laughs> definitely would have been a better utility. <laughs> you know, but it's crazy, bad. man. Bad it's call. crazy. Bad call today. <laughs> All right, but, yeah. man. Thanks for the call. Let's keep going. This is Nick. Good evening, boys. It's Nick from Seattle here. First of all, thank you to everyone for the support from my call last week. I was very upset and passionate, so that's easy to speak to. After this game today, boys, I mean, the one positive is at least we can stop talking about, well, we're not eliminated from the playoffs yet because we outfed it. We're done with the playoffs. And now it's like, well, how did we get ourselves here? It's because for the last five years, we've been putting a Band-Aid over a rebuild. We keep saying, no, we're ready to win now. And then the best we came up with was six games won with Steve Wilkes. We've been half-assing these rebuilds for years, and that's why we haven't actually done it. We need to jump everything. Everything needs to go. Every not stapled down asset. So basically, not Bryce, because we gave up too much to get him. Not Derek Brown. Other than that, everybody, trade them for assets. All the coaches, all the scouts, everybody needs to go. Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick would be the only choice to come in for coach because they're going to not take Tepper's shit. They're going to tell him straight up from the beginning, look, stay out of my way or I'm not doing this, period. And that would be the end of it. That's the only way we're going to get out of this is to have a head coach who tells Tepper, leave me alone and get out of here. That's all I'm hoping for. Um, who do you guys want to see as coach? Because Ben John, I'm, I'm tired of this whole we need an offensive mind coach. We've had two of those, and that didn't work out so well. Frank Reich, is, Frank Reich was supposedly his quarterback whisperer, and look at where we are now. We need a leader of men. We need someone who can come in and inspire these people, get the culture back to Carolina, get the team's heart back in the game, and then I think we'll be moving in a positive direction. So that's today, boys. It was a mess. Like, today was just a, a, a top-to-bottom embarrassment. And, I'm ready for something new. Hope you gentlemen have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Keep pounding. I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Keep pounding. I am. Uh, I'm so against Bill Belichick. Oh, I agree. I um, agree. We don't I need another rule. Him as uh, what his career has done, and I do agree with the point too. Is that his personality would like David? He's the only. He's a guy that like would fucking drive David Tepper. Bananas. Yeah, be like, all right, uh Monday meeting and like Bill Belichick would just walk in and said, Met. 
and then walked out. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Harbaugh, uh, I mean, he would be uh, the only person. Both. Harbaugh brings a little bit of both offensive person and um, can like uh, kind of bristly personality. People like Harbaugh. A lot of people like the students like Harbaugh a lot. They're like, he's like a quirky old man that just kind of always stopping by and say hello and stuff like this. And he seems, I look is if anything is, I don't care. You can always say there's always some shit going on with uh, Jim Harbaugh, wherever he's at or whatever's going down. But you can't deny that this motherfucker has been success. He made Stanford went uh, into who they were, right? Wasn't he Stanford like a long time ago? Like, uh, yeah, I don't he was remember. Coach. Harbaugh yeah, and, was the like, coach of Stanford. Yeah, and then uh, and then he had uh, the 49ers who were a mess. He got them right and made them into really a, kind of a what you would see as a contender year and out. You know, it's kind of like I feel like that's when the process of them getting back on the right track started with him. And then Michigan, too. So he's had some success. All right, let's go to the next call. Yo, what up, C3? Laid the prize picks on burn on um, Bryce Young under 190 passing. Fucking lot to make money on that one. I was um, a dummy and said more. I don't know, man. I really don't get depressed no more and I watch these games. I feel I know we're going to lose. I know Bryce Young sucks. I know the fucking O-line sucks. So I'm actually kind of glad I seen him play on the center today, though, so uh, he can do that. He looked good, actually, when he was playing on the center. So they should run that more often than the ugly-ass shotgun pistol that they be running. And running out of running the ball out of shotgun on third down or or fucking having Bryce roll out on third down. Another pass down, fourth down. It's fucking whack. So I don't know. I'm going to say that this year was fucked up. And hopefully we can trade the whole team, everybody except for Bryce. And then maybe we can get a good team around him. And we can get the all-star team around him. And he can win finally. There we go. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, make sure you use the promo code C3 if you go to prize picks and try to win that money. Uh, Al the Sailor says, uh, go less than when it comes to Bryce Young. What's up, C3? It's Marcy from PA. Uh, this is my first call. I've been listening for like two years now. Nice. Thank uh, you. It's been two years strong. Appreciate I love what you're all doing. Keep doing what you're doing. <clears throat> I went on YouTube and I just looked at y'all. I just looked up a Panthers podcast and I found y'all and I've been locked in ever since. Nice. Uh, with that being said, though, we suck. Like <laughs> today was the first game I actually thought we were going to win, but I thought we were looking good without Reich, and we just beat ourselves. It's just so frustrating. Bryce threw a dumb pick at the end of the game, but I didn't think we looked too bad. But we our receivers just suck. Like like, where do we even go from here? Like, I, I don't know. Like, do we assign? Do we sign every receiver available in the off season? Like, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Hollywood Brown. Like, like, where do we go? And real quick before I go, it's funny because uh, last year Tony said that Chuba Hubbard was the worst player on the offense, and I was a hundred percent agreement. 
Like I was agreeing with him one hundred percent. And now, shit, he's my favorite offensive player. Like, he's the best he's player on offense guy. now. Let me know what y'all think. Yeah, uh, he is the def the best player on offense right now. And to be honest, uh, Chuba has played the way that a lot of people said he could play. You know, over the last couple, he's gotten better each week too. That's what I would right. say. He's gotten better each week. And for him, and kudos to him for not only having, uh, you know, a kind of a, sl- a slow start or less than impressive start to his career where people like me continue to just not care about him and actively dislike him. He's now weathered um, a coaching staff change through some, like he's been a guy that was selected by Matt Rule, weathered an interim coach, then a coach that was fired then a new interim interim coach and he's continued to get better under those circumstances without the most opportunities all the time and today i mean he's produced on limited opportunities and today he got 25 touches the most probably he's gotten in his career honestly i would think and he did a lot with the moment so kudos to him for that but the scary part about this team to answer your question is where do we go from here? Is like that future point or destination or chart that path is so uncertain? We're like at a crossroads where there's a million different, or there's four or five different pathways, and we don't trust the sign. The sign has been turned, and it's things are swiveling, and you don't know which road to take to get to where you're headed. And that's why I think the most important decision is to bring in a GM. You need a GM that you want to do the things that you think Jim Harbaugh could do. And that's resist David Tepper's constant meddling. Go talk to him, run everything up the chain of command to him, make him feel good, but go in there and say, this is the way it's going to be. And fight for what you believe. And you have a guy that's until we get a GM that is telling me why the coach is the coach to believe in. Until we get a GM that can tell us why we fired this last coach who was just hired and why we believe that it was the proper time, even though it was just 11 game seasons in the moving forward and how we're going to try to not go through this again and just eight more months or three more months. You, until you have a guy that's the captain of a ship. We need a captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. We need a captain. And the captain doesn't all, do all the shit on the boat. He needs a guy like Bryce. He needs a guy like this. But his ass is responsible for the welfare of that ship. We don't need – think of this. David Tepper, you're the owner – at the Merchant House in Britain, we need a captain that's going to sail this ship to the Americas, bro. Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to say I'm proud of Chuba. Chuba, 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 man. I've been one of the one of his biggest defenders. And yep. uh, that man's running his ass off, man. And uh, by the good. way, I, I think now we can say way better than Cameron Artist Payne, dude. I still don't Next know. Next call. <laughs> Hey, guys, what do y'all think the chances are that we go ahead and after the year just go ahead and put on this whole Bryce Young thing, trade for a second, third-round pick, let Andy start next year, go ahead and tank, 
go get Shadur Sanders or whoever, Quinn Ewers, someone else, and, and just start all over because I don't think it's going to work with him, and really I think they've already ruined him. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Bye. Appreciate you, man. A lot of I, people. I don't know if it's going to be a logical request to trade a guy away that you're going to be. If you trade him for a second for this upcoming draft, you got to keep in mind we're literally giving away our number of our first round draft pick this year already. So I, well, I think it's really are you going to give him the Tua treatment, CK, right? And the Tua treatment was a guy that you believed in less than after his first season. You put what didn't you go? Didn't they go with another veteran is to his second season? Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there were, yeah, they there were times. Throughout the, yeah, but I, I, that might have been the first season. But yeah, they had a veteran quarterback. That's what you signed those. Yeah, they got Teddy. For. They brought Teddy in or oh, something like that. Hey, how about this? Have y'all been seeing the rumors uh, that I believe Diana Rossini put out that there were coaches that wanted to bench Bryce after week five? And I wonder who those coaches were because it doesn't seem to me that it was Frank Reich because he was the head coach. If he wanted to bench Bryce, he could have benched him. So I don't know. It is kind of fascinating that there probably is a group or there is a constituency of coaches or maybe front office people in that building that also want to bench Bryce to save him for the future to put something better around him and to maybe see if we can get something going with Andy Dalton. That's I don't think wild. there's a chance though that I, I don't think there's a chance. This is a move, you know, like a Josh Rosen scenario. I just can't see that is a talk about the narrative that would then and ultimately be attached to David Tepper forever. Talk about you thinking he calling him impatient now. <laughs> Imagine trading up to the number one pick and then after a season going, you know what? We got this fucking wrong. That would be wild. I don't see it. It's, I think it's an impossibility is what I would say. Um, next call. Hey, I wanted to hear more about CK's uh, theory on the long play from David Tepper. He mentioned it, uh, I think, on Tuesday but didn't really dive deep into it. And I'm really curious to, to hear what he has to say. Theory. I love conspiracy theories, but uh, here's my thought. I think that there's no coach that uh, really wants to coach his team, but there's going to be a lot that think they have nothing to lose because even if they fail, everyone's going to think it was Tepper's problem. So uh, to kind of combat that, the best thing I think Tepper can do is find someone and announce Find someone who can do it and announce that that uh, they're going to have full control of the team. But uh, you know, someone like a like a Harbaugh, if he'd be willing to come here, which I doubt. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I think he's got to say and announce something that you know uh, relieves everyone's opinions on him being too much of a meddler, so that he can kind of give him time and hopefully it's someone who can get the job done. Well, um, I guess I'll go ahead and take that since I was the first part of that whole thing. Um, so my my theory, again, you know, tinfoil hat, and I still stand on this this hill, is when you went through the hiring process this past season, off season, for those who are not hearing this, for the, now hearing this for the first time, I should say, um, 
that you had multiple of the top candidates pull out of the race, right? Um, there were some you were never really in the race to even get. Sean Payton, uh, you know, as an example. Um, and so the remaining people on the list that you could have possibly hired were Avero, Frank Reich, and uh, and Steve Wilkes. You hire anybody other than Frank Reich, you have to give them a minimum of three years, period. And if you aren't 100% on Evero or Steve Wilkes as the guy, then you're putting yourself at a disadvantage because now you're stuck to a guy you weren't 100% sold on for three years. However, when you think about Reich, Reich already coming off of a disappointing outing with the Colts, firing him after one season isn't one of those things that's going to be, it'll raise some eyebrows and they're going to have some talking points. But it's not going to raise the type of eyebrows it would be if you fired Steve Wilkes after one season again. Uh, and so that's my theory, is Frank Reich was hired um, as with this potential outcome because I think this was a win-win, but a you know at the same time a lose-lose uh, for David Tepper. It's a win-win in the aspect of if Frank Reich does a good job, well, he's got a, co- order, yeah, he's got a coach that's doing what he wants. If he does a bad da- job, he doesn't have to hold on to him for three years. Yep. Interesting one too. And uh one that is uh work working a little bit in his favor now as we went through that and maybe a reason for moving on from Frank Wright as fast as you as they did. I also saw a story where they're talking about the I think this was a Jonathan Jones story, maybe something that was talking about what the Panthers need to learn for the rest of the season. They said the staff was too big that the right staff was too big. Now it's really? crazy. It's like, yeah, it's like, how do you have a bigger staff? I don't just, anyway, uh, who knows? Well, I mean, you got to think about it. They have, uh, I mean, you got, you had Caldwell and uh, you had uh, Capers Tom in the background. Caper. Yeah. It's just like, you got these guys that are just there for the lunch. The Right. Uh, yeah. It didn't really make a tremendous. Of Bojangles. Like I, I really, and I think we still have never really gotten a clearer understanding as to what their jobs are. Uh, prior to the Frank, you know, Frank firing is we didn't know, like it was a consultant, you know, Caldwell was there to provide support. I, I, we don't know what their jobs really were. Uh, and so that'll be interesting to find out at some point in history, you know, in the future for the history of the Panthers, what they really did. All right. Uh, next call. Hey, Python muscles here. Wasn't going to call the fucking laryngitis. You know, fucking Vafangul, that a fucking cocksucker who gave me this fucking shit. I couldn't scream at the TV, couldn't do nothing. Anyway, I'm going to keep this sweet and leave the juicy shit for Tuesday's show. I'll let everybody else dump on the fucking team. But never again, as Bryce Young is our quarterback, never again will you wear all blue uniforms. All right, the memes speak for themselves. The guy's a fucking smurf in that fucking get-up, bro. But <laughs> now we're giving some fucking some lifts or some shit because holy shit he looked like fucking Papa Smart about that bro bobblehead Jones all fucking blue and shit fucking ooh, I'm gonna steal Anthony's shit ooh, ooh. <laughs> gimmick, Anthony, by the way you should keep that one alright boys I'll talk to you Tuesday what did he say my daughter came in at the last part what was the gimmick they said the ooh, like Anthony said I think this is a prank call he did look like a smart Toby I miss you last night you never called me back 
Look at this. This is a prank call. He says, I can read the transcript. It says, Tony, I miss you late. I miss you last night. You will be pregnant. That's what the transcript <laughs> says. Oh, whatever. Oh, no. uh, next call. Hey, what's up, T3? It's your boy, Sizzle God. Calling from Colorado. What and up? I'm not going to uh, take too much of you guys' time, but real quick. At some point with our team, common sense is going to have to kick in uh, in regards to roster billing and play calling. When you bring in a small quarterback, you're eliminating yourself in certain play calls and short yardage situations. You're not sneaking Bryce Young. Um, you don't have smaller grinder running backs. So that's something you have to address. You have to get you a Taysom Hill type or somebody that can get those short yards, short yards, short yards in certain situations. You can't get in a situation when you're in second and two, second and three, and you can't convert. You don't have to pass convert. Old school football, second and two, second and three, have a, and, uh, four down territory, we're running ball four, three times. We don't have that. <laughs> you're going to have to get you a Taysom Hill type shit. Hell. A Deontay Foreman type player that can run that ball and get that short yards. We out here doing things with a quarterback who's struggling. Not, not all his fault, but he's struggling. Take that pressure off of him and let's get to, let's get back to the X's and the O's of football, man. We're missing that. This play calling. Come on. Come on. We got to do better. We got to do better. We have to do better. And that goes to roster building roster management and just understanding we bring Bryce in <laughs> let's get somebody here to that can help him and support him you know when it gets to those situations you see teams hey we don't have we don't have the capability to even do the push push like the eagles do come on man come on man common sense football has to has to come back to the carolinas that's all i gotta say i appreciate everything you guys do Hey, hey, keep doing what you're doing. That's it. Yeah, thanks for the words of encouragement. Good call. You, Good call. That's uh, last two. What's up, family? This is D from Sanford again. What up, D? At least we, when we was talking about, they're talking about the coaches or whatever. The, the tricky slope that I'm messed up at right now is the two candidates that can deal with Tupper and actually strong-going Tupper are the two gentlemen that I care not to want, and that's <laughs> Belichick and Harbaugh. Now, hear me out. The reason why I don't want Belichick is because, you know, this guy here, you know, he was able to convince Robert Kraft of a lot of stuff, and he had a lot of control, and he had his time. But let's be quite honest. Bill is not no spring chicken at all. Not a youngin at all. Yeah, too and old for me. My fear would be that he would be with us for a year, two, maybe three years, kind of get us in the right direction, and then we'd be back where we're at now. As far as Harbaugh, let's be quite honest. As soon as the grass gets greener or a situation isn't what he wanted to be, he's known to be a flight risk. I think both coaches have done exceptional in the NFL, and Harbaugh also did in college. 
But at the end of the day, these two guys have the personality to handle a temper and still get what they need to win. But it's just two unique circumstances of where one, I just feel like he's at an age that it doesn't benefit us in such a rebuild. And then second of all, Harbaugh, like I said, he could jump ship quick. I just wanted y'all thoughts. All right, I'm out. Love all, love all y'all. I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, is that uh, Bill Belichick, to me, I don't want him uh, as our as that person for us right now, but not right. because I don't respect his work and accomplishments as a head coach. Not do I think that he is a isn't the greatest. So it's not a slight that I don't want him. It's just about his age. And to be honest, is that he hasn't had the success without Tom Brady that he was able to have. And, you know, is that he is now he would be awesome in these press conferences. I fucking love him. Yeah, I mean, that would be great, but he hasn't been a good GM. And you ask any Patriots right. fan, okay. they'll tell you that for sure. I mean, not, I mean, even no, I don't even think he's been okay. What players have they hit on? Like they don't, they're not a team that's lately known for drafting well. I mean, that's part of the reason why that Patriots team looks so bad right now. I tell you I what, think, I uh, do agree with D that if if anyone's going to have enough cojones to tell David Tepper no and say, no, that's not what we're doing. It's going to be somebody like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh being like, look, Mr. Tepper, I know you I've made a here. lot of money. Yeah, I know you made a lot of money and coming from the background that you came from, but I promise you, you don't have even half of the football knowledge that I do. This is what we're going to be doing. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a perfect uh, representation of a coach that I think would work um, in uh, as a antithesis to uh david tepper if you will um i don't think that's you know unfortunately i think the bill belichick thing my opinion on that matter is i think that he is not only his age but i really don't think he's coaching well in today's league yeah i just yeah i don't know that he's able to keep i mean again this is no slight on him what he's accomplished is incredible i just don't know that he's going to be able to be a successful coach when you have teams like you know, the Chiefs, right? Now, to be fair, he does draft well when it comes to the defense. It's just offensively, he's one of the worst coaches to ever, oh, yeah. to ever draft. Yeah, um, yeah terrible you know. in the offensive side. And you're right, CK, is the last four or five years for him have been just weird with the assistant coaches, too. It's like the Joe Judge, the Matt yeah. Patrick, and all of that. Oh, yeah, when so, you see them leave his, his coaching tree, nobody succeeds leaving his coaching yeah. tree. Yeah. which tells you everything I think you need to know about what he is. And I think it's just, I think he, unfortunately, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but when you look at the the history of the Patriots, it's Tom Brady has been the sole catalyst that seems to have propelled them into their dynasty. I lied. There's one more call after this one. Yo, yo, it's white chocolate. Listen, Tapper, do the right thing. Go hire Jim Hallball. Let him have control or whatever. Not with that. Just get the fuck out of the way. That's all I really have to say. And also to Cody, God, you suck at fantasy football. I've never okay. seen somebody. I haven't even logged into that bitch in three weeks. Football. What are you talking Why? about? Why? Um, He's probably doing bad. Oh, He's like, God. I'm tanking. Yeah. I'm tanking. Awful. I'm ready for that okay. Caleb Williams pick. Bye. All right. Uh, last call.
It's a BC Doll 1983. Ah, there it is. What up, brother? <sighs> man, Frank White being fired. Not surprised. Didn't even make it through the whole goddamn season. You know. And then he got fired at the same time. Goddamn, Matt Rule got fired last last year, if you can remember. You know. So we ain't got nowhere to go up from here, man. We done trade away with Carefree, DJ Moore, especially DJ Moore. You know, and the number one pick, like, man, we fucked. We fucked, man. So we stuck with this goddamn midget for one more goddamn year. Unless we can goddamn bring Cam back, man. I'd rather have Cam Newton, man. Anything better than this motherfucker, man. I remember people talking about goddamn Bryce Dell was going to be better than Cam Newton, all this bullshit. You know, it was bullshit, man. And what happens to the goddamn all-star coaching staff? I told y'all, man, Frank White won up, but a goddamn recycle white head coach. God damn it. Jordan, this is the dog back here, A3 TV. Whenever you come in here, make sure you hit the motherfucking like button. Make sure you got that subscribe to the goddamn great content. They go live, goddamn, every Tuesday. God damn, every got then they got a free for all goddamn every Friday night. Anybody got that can come in and join in. Do you know they got they got the uh the game recap, you know, live as of the game you got now call in, leave a message, you know. But shout out to the whole C three podcast, the longest running podcast and goddamn history. You know what I'm saying? Word up. Word up. Appreciate you, C. Word up. All right, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Oh, there's more. I don't hope, man. I told y'all motherfuckers, man. Bryce Young is too goddamn little. He's too fucking little. He can't throw no goddamn ball. You see, he can't, he can't do shit in the fucking rain. And he got that inclement rudder. I told you motherfuckers. You got that what translates to the NFL. Kyler Murray little, but Kyler Murray got there quick. He can got there run. And he got there to throw the ball. Man, Bryce Young slow, and he can't throw the goddamn ball. What the, what the fuck you got that going to do? Not a goddamn thing. Everybody keep making up these fucking excuses, man. He ain't it. Got that even two got a little bit of arm on him. He got he barely got it. He can barely get the ball to Tyree Hill. Two has showed off you know, that arm today. He got two arm. Shit. Mm. Now that was the question: Is 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 his Bryce arm strength? Got to throw the ball out of bounds. His arm strength That's less than to uh, here. Actually, another call just came in. Hey, boys. Thanks for doing this podcast and giving everybody a place to advance and emote. Uh, Appreciate this you, man. so damn frustrating. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I do think in the offseason, um, Tepper's first order of business is to overhaul the damn scouting department. To me, scouting is, is as important uh, as head coach and a coaching staff. Um, and if he wants to spend money, and Tepper's already going to be paying $100 million to Matt Rule and and, and uh, Frank to, to sit at home for the next couple of years, why not spend that $100 million, hell, $200 million on overhauling your scouting department to where it can be us one day that sees a fifth round, a sixth round, a seventh rounder, 
having a great year. Like when I look at broadcast of all these other games and and I constantly hear that a fifth rounder having a heck of a year this year is going to be up for, you know, this award or that award. And that never seems to happen to us. Hell, even for our first and second round picks, not lately anyway. Um, Fitterer really screwed it when he didn't trade Burns. We had a chance for not just two first rounders. Everybody remembers the two first rounders, but I think it was uh, two first rounders and a third we could have had for this guy that now seems to have mentally checked out. And he was overrated to begin with. We should have dealt him. And as far as last thing I'll say is, in my opinion, I had this opinion several weeks ago, they should bench Young to see what Dalton can do with his offense. But they're afraid to because if Dalton wins three or four games, God forbid, then we'll know that the problem is almost exclusively Rice's development. So, but they won't do that, I'm sure. Instead, they'll let this kid get more emotionally, uh, you know, withdrawn and fragile. I hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) battered, beaten. So frustrating. Anyway, keep that up, boys. That was a great call. Hey man, we had a we had a bunch of calls tonight that were some first time callers, man. We yeah. appreciate y'all continuing to be a part of the show and letting your voice be heard, man. We love hearing from y'all. And I mean, I think we've heard a little bit of everything in the calls tonight, Tony, that there's a lot of people that are still confident that maybe one day Bryce can turn this around. Then there's a lot of people that t- today and the past few weeks has been the the turning point in their expectations for Bryce, the team just how we're going to build this team in general. A lot of uncertainty in Panther Nation. Yeah. Um, and sadly, that uncertainty, if we just had, we don't need a lot. You know, I think that's for the people that are on the fence with Bryce. Um, that's harder and harder each week is like, you're just asking for one game. You're asking for one game where Bryce Young is the David Dotto ball out award. <laughs> but we have not gotten that yet. David Dotto Ball Out Award by the C3 Panthers podcast goes to the player of the game. We each, each get to select someone that we believed balls out, much like David Dotto does. Uh, my David Dotto, I'm going to give it to Chuba. Yeah, I'm going to steal, steal it. I got to do that. But I head you off before you give me shit about not doing Damn it. Damn you. Chuba Hubbard, uh, over 100 yard, first 100 yard rusher of the season for the Carolina Panthers. Chuba Hubbard, way to David Dotto ball out. <laughs> uh, I am putting my David Dotto ball out on um, Chris Tabor just because I like the fact that he showed some excitement on the sideline and he yeah. seemed like he wanted to uh, coach his team to a victory today. Uh, I'm going to put mine on Dante Jackson, who actually played a really good game today. Yeah, made um, a, pu- a couple of important plays, too. Yeah, important plays. Uh, he got away with a pretty... Uh, I, well, I wouldn't say he got away with a uh, pass interference, but that was... Uh, most of the time, that's going to be called against us. Luckily, we got uh, lucky on that one. So, But Dante Jackson, as much shit as I normally give him, he, uh, he came out and he did his thing today. Runner-up for me, Jonathan Mingo, for having his best game as a rookie uh, this year. Finally saw some positive things out of him, I think. And now uh, for what was formerly known as the Tal of Shame Award, moving on, uh, last week it was floated out that it should be this fucking guy. But I think 
I want to go with Tony's Jabronis. The Tony Jabroni Award goes right. to Brian Burns for losing his cool in a time and losing out throughout the season. Um, also, no, Tony's Jabroni Award goes to whoever that left guard was that fault started where nobody else moved and he just like fell across the line. That guy, whoever the fuck that left <laughs> guard was today, Tony's Jabroni. So Cody's Jabroni will be Thomas Brown for never running or not running the ball on third and one when you need a yard, then not doing it on fourth and one when you need a yard, and you've been running the football all day. You had a 100-yard rusher, Thomas Brown. You're a jabroni. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Uh, You know, my uh, Tony Jabroni... um... Maybe I should save this for Tuesday, but as an ice up. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's not even having anything to do with our game. It's that uh, guy, the sideline uh, employee that had his leg just completely ripped off uh, by Alvin Kamara. Did you see this? Mm-mm. No, oh, no. All right, hold on. I gotta show this. Yeah, if you have it, we have to see this. I want to see it now, bro. It is wild. Hold on one second. It man- like mangled them, like really fucked them up. Oh yeah, we just wait a second. Hold on, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna see. Everybody in chat probably knows what I'm talking about. Uh, let me go. Hold on, I think I found it here this way a little easier. Oh, this is making me nervous. Oh uh, yeah, somebody said close your eyes. <laughs> it wasn't in the script. <laughs> Real <laughs> All right, let me see. Present. Uh, share screen. Uh, Chrome tab, or do I have to share a window? Do a Chrome tab, yeah, and then just choose the tab that you want. Are you guys seeing this? Yeah, do the oh oh boy, okay. Oh, Oh, that's broke at the knee. Dude, that way. You don't want to break your leg at the knee. Oh, my God. You could just see it just like. Oh, was he screaming in pain? Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was 100%, dude. Oh, God. Oh, that's. So who's the jabroni? Wow. Him? Uh, yeah, that dude. That dude Damn. is uh, Damn. you know, listen, you gotta, you gotta have some juke. no punches, do you? You, you gotta have some, you gotta have some juke skills if you're gonna be standing on the sidelines holding oh, lines, You know what I mean? Code CK hit him with the jabroni and added insult to injury there. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, that's the C three Panthers post game show brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Where every Tuesday, well, not where every. This is after every game. We get through it together. Right now, it's been therapy. For the last five years, it's been therapy. And I go ahead and assume that we will be speaking a lot to each other under very emotional circumstances for weeks and weeks and years to come as we continue to work through this trauma that we experience as Carolina Panther fans and hope to find a continued way to find a way out of this and into better ground more optimistic days or just some success to help us along. 
You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. We're here on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Longest running Panthers podcast. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, like Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, app, uh, iTunes, wherever that may be. Support our sponsors, as in prize picks, using the promo code C3. And support my co-host here, Cody Lack. How can yeah, they find you? Find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Find all my written work on drafttech.com. And every Friday at 7 p.m. where you can join the Friday free-for-all and be a part of the action. CK? You can find me on the Xverse uh, at Codizzle, Allen, um, and then, of course, here Tuesday as your resident Bryce Young defender. Wonderful stuff. Uh, we'll see you guys Tuesday night. And until then, Cody, take us out of here. C3 Panther Nation, keep pounding. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.